1: What's up, guys? Thanks for pressing play on 90 Day Fiance, Crazy and Love the Podcast. I'm your co host, John, here with my wife and co host. I wasted about nine minutes last night explaining to her what a root beer float is. The one and only (laughs) Teresa.
2: Hello, everyone. How is everyone doing?
1: Do they not have root beer floats in Europe?
2: No, we don't have root beer. No? Is it root beer or roots beer?
1: <laughs> root beer.
2: Root beer. You yeah. do not have that? I've never had it. It's just someone someone once told me that it's sweet and I was just like, ew, why would I drink a fake beer that's sweet if I can actually have a real beer that's not sweet?
3: Okay,
1: so this is the confusion, I guess. Root beer is a soda.
2: Oh yeah, I know, it I know ha- that. It's but-
1: non-alcoholic. It doesn't taste like beer. It's not like an O'Doul's or anything. It is a soda, like Dr. Pepper. Yeah, I know. I don't like Dr. Pepper either. Okay. But root beer is kind of good. I used to be addicted to the IBC root beer that came in brown glass bottles that did look like beer. Mm. It was delicious. It was tasty. But the reason we're talking about this is last night in the episode. If you watched, Natalie had a root Mm -hmm. beer float delivered to her Mm -hmm. and- Teresa was just as clueless as she was.
2: Well, I knew that root beer does not have any alcohol,
1: right? But, but you, I
2: was freaked out by people putting ice cream yeah. in a soda.
1: See how why? well? See how well I taught her. Now she knows exactly why. What it, why? Because it's kind of tasty,
2: like ice cream in a soda.
1: It's a it's a kind of a tasty dessert drink.
2: I'm, oh, okay. I mean, I mean, it's not
1: you don't have it with dinner. It's not a soda so that you drink with dinner, but it's tasty.
2: I'm more of a savory kind of girl, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I only and you know you know that I only order desserts when there a special occasion. So, I'm like, you know what? It's time to have something sweet again. And I I always stick with something with like chocolate and peanut butter Isn't or that a typical cheesecake. No, no, no that's, that's sweet. Just as sweet but that's yeah. what I'm saying is I don't like sweets, but I have it once in a while. When I do, these are the two desserts I usually pick.
1: I think we're going to try a root beer float next time. I think so. I think you're going to like it. You've never had root beer. That's the main ingredient in a root beer flow. So how would you even know if you would like it or not?
2: I don't know, but I had a, I had a mudslide with you once. Delicious? Have, no. <laughs>
1: Delicious?
2: I had two sips and I'm like, I can't drink this.
1: It was, it was at a beach in Maine.
2: You were out of control. You were having one after another. <laughs> they came in those
1: pretty big sand pails and two straws. And it was delicious. I thought it was delicious.
2: A few sips, I couldn't take it.
1: That was sweeter than a root beer float. We'll try a root beer float. Let's right. try Okay. Uh,
2: I mean, I'm down to try.
1: Try anything at once. So before I forget, last week, if you listened, we broke up the podcast into two parts because we've been going longer this season. There's so much to talk about. We're loving the couples. So we're just chatting and it's been going long, two hours, two hours plus. So we broke it up into two parts. We thought maybe that was easier to digest that way. But we heard from you guys and it seems like from your feedback, you're liking one longer episode mm-hmm. and you guys choose what to do with it, how to listen to it. So since we're here for you guys, that's what we'll do. We're going to go back to one mm-hmm. long episode. Back to one. And now I'm sure that we're going back. All the people who like the two parts are going to reach back out and go, well, no, I didn't say anything because I like the two parts. But what are you doing?
2: Yeah. But I feel like, as John said, you guys can make it the two parter.
1: Just press pause.
2: Yeah, just press pause. So I think that's. That's the way to go.
1: All right. So with that out of the way, if you haven't yet, please follow us on Instagram at 90 Day Crazy and Love. As most of you know, that's where we do our Sunday night lives. And we had a super fun one last night.
2: Oh, yeah. We had a special guest joining us from Naples.
1: From Naples. We're talking about Andy. If you guys haven't seen that Sunday night live, check it out on the Instagram at 90 Day Crazy and Love. But he is a cast member. He was a cast member of 90 Day Self-Quarantined. He was quarantined with Courtney. Courtney. And he's on the new series on Discovery Plus, 90 Day Diaries. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Andy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, on. Andy. That was fun. So you can watch that. It's up on our IGTV. It was a good time. I enjoyed it. Oh, it was it.
2: a great time. And we actually, right after our live We turned on TLC Mm -hmm. and there was a preview of Andy's new segment, so that was pretty cool. Yeah,
1: 90 Day Diaries. There was a sneak peek last night, Sunday night, and turned it on and there he was. So he's everywhere. The guy is everywhere. He's everywhere. everywhere. He's everywhere you want to be. So check that out if you haven't. And please make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast. You know, we say it every time, but it is important for us as a podcast. It's important for you as a listener to make sure you get the content. So please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it. It doesn't matter where. We're everywhere. If you're listening to us right now, look down and smash that subscribe button.
2: Smash like it's hot.
1: Okay. And one more ask. I know we're asking a lot of you, but just a quick favor would mean the world to us. If you haven't left a podcast review, we would be forever grateful to you if you could.
2: Yes please leave us some reviews because we love 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 reading them and we're not just saying it. We genuinely enjoy reading them.
1: Speaking of I have one I would like to read.
2: Oh really I I've read them all recently <laughs> multiple times yes but but go ahead.
1: So last week I read one from Canada mm-hmm. because I discovered this website yeah. where you can read reviews from other countries. So now I have one from Australia. Wow. Yeah. This is an international podcast. And not just' awesome. Not just because you're here, because you guys are listening from all over the world. This one comes to us from Australia from a listener. Flagons Plop, I think, is the name. Nice. I'm never good with these names, but Flagons Plop is how I'm going to pronounce it. And <laughs> they say the title is Just What I Needed.
2: Nice. Okay.
1: As a fan of 90 Day Fiance, who doesn't have anyone to watch it with, mm, sad, mm. I love feeling like I'm part of the discussion in this podcast. It fills my gossip needs, and it's a wonderful show and has some really great arguments throughout. Thanks for creating this, guys. Can't wait to see what comes out next from Flagons Plop.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Flaggins Plop.
1: <laughs> I mean, that review fills my heart because... That's what this podcast is all about, at least to me. It's what we hope it's about, creating a community where we can yes. just talk about this. Doesn't matter if you're alone or if you watch with your significant other or your family members, but then we can all jump on and listen to the podcast, talk on the lives and just kind misery loves company. And, and this is a miserable show. And so we're glad to to be all aboard the Hot Mess Express.
2: It's geniusly miserable.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's,
1: it's something. It's definitely something else. But let's be each other's emotional support animals on this train wreck.
2: Oh, I love that you said that.
1: Well, I know. You're into emotional support animals. Oh, I love That's that. That's probably what made me think of it. But we're here for you. You, are, you guys are here for us, and I love it. So, without further ado, what do you say we do a little 90 Day by the Way
2: Go for it. It's my favorite segment. All
1: right. A few days ago,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Larissa made waves on social media when she announced she was leaving OnlyFans. She's done with it. She's done. She's She's been making, if you guys don't know, upwards of around $40,000 a month. On That's the
2: crazy. Just on showing her boobs.
1: Who knows what she's showing. That's true. I can't afford to subscribe. But, or you won't let me. Either way. I
2: think I think that. <laughs> neither more, here, nor, more neither importantly. here
1: nor there. So she's leaving OnlyFans. She says to focus on her studies.
2: On her studies? What, yeah. are, what is it? Like the boob studies?
1: Right. Well, so he, anatomy. Is it the study of anatomy? Oh. No, we were studying her anatomy. I don't think she's studying. But here's where it gets strange to me. So I learned about this because she posted it on her stories. And she said, hurry and follow me quickly because i'm leaving only fans in a month and then it was you know swipe up to subscribe mm-hmm. so what is she doing here is it just kind of trying to grab all the cash before she leaves or do you think it's some publicity stunt to just get more followers and then she's actually going to stay
2: i don't yes i would think that it's the second version you just said just because every single time she does all these q a's on instagram people ask like, oh what's your main sort of source of income since you left TLC. What do you do? Mm-hmm. And she always says only fans, OnlyFans, OnlyFans. So I don't think she does anything else.
1: I don't either, but if she's been doing this for a few months, she already has a couple hundred thousand in the bank. Well, yeah, but you study. cannot
2: live off of it for the no. rest of your life. So I feel like she's not that young either, but you know, she got the, her new body and everything. Now is the time to cash it.
1: Well, here's my other thought though. Can't you just go to school during the day and take off your clothes for money at night. Of course, she could. What these things you know, are the, not usually exclusive. Way around. Or take off your clothes during the day and do night school. I mean, there is a whole schoolgirl category that men are into, so I think she could kind of make this work hmm. for her. Play up that schoolgirl angle.
2: Yeah. Well, what would she study?
1: I don't know. Like I don't I, know.
2: Like imagine like going to school is a serious commitment, and then. You know, to build your career takes some time after you're done with college, right? So whatever you want to do, let's say she wanted to become, I don't know, an account manager, right? She's Uh not going to be making thousands of dollars immediately, maybe one day. So why would she leave her well-paid job so she can afford her living and all the fancy stuff she always buys to go to school and study?
1: So I don't think she is. I can't
2: see her study. I
1: don't think she is because then I read this report from The Blast that said she recently fired her manager and publicist and hired a new manager and publicist who represents Angela from 90 Day Mm. and Mama June from Honey Boo Boo. So why does a student need a publicist? True. Right. So I don't know. Was this a publicity stunt? I don't know. I'm curious we'll to find see. Out, We're going to find out. We're going to say this. I'm seriously if
2: she leaves OnlyFans I'll be very surprised.
1: Yeah, it's her only source of income.
2: Yes. So it doesn't
1: make any sense. All right. How about by the way number 2?
2: Yes, excited. Go for it.
1: Let's do some good with this one. Let's okay. do some good. We just talked trash. Let's let's do some good here. So Rebecca and Zied are hosting a charity auction online.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
1: it's something they put together to help a family. Where the husband and the wife, they both lost their jobs within a week of each other because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Now they're close to losing their home. Oh, no. So Rebecca to the rescue. She's putting together this online charity auction. She set it up. She's going to auction up some items close to her and close to Zied.
2: Oh, my God. She's going to auction up all those mugs.
1: So let's talk about it. For starters, you can win a lunch date with Zied. Mm Mm-hmm. The starting bid there is 250 Okay. You can also bid on a lunch date with Rebecca. She'll probably just take you to Joella's hot chicken. (laughs) But hey, lunch is lunch. Okay. So there's a couple of those experiences. But let's talk about some items that you can bid on. Mm -hmm. Okay. Some physical items that you can own. And so I know you love guessing games. I thought, let me name an item that's up for bid and you guess what the starting bid is. Okay.
2: Okay, I love guessing games. Let's so go. So,
1: remember this is for charity, so it's probably a little higher than mm-hmm. you might think. To refresh your memory, lunch date 250, mm-hmm. right? So, the prices are up there.
2: The prices are not right.
1: <laughs> well, hey, it's for charity. It's for charity. The prices are right. The more the better, actually. So, True. Okay. First item up for bid, and you tell me what the starting bid is. Mm-hmm. Rebecca's infamous leather jacket.
2: Ooh. Hmm. You
1: love leather, so you're probably thinking thousands, but
2: I don't think I think it's three. it's it's, real I think it's leather. really
1: leather. I think it's really her jacket.
2: Okay. I'm gonna say five fifty. Okay.
1: Not a terrible guess, but I th- I like that you're being charitable. Two fifty.
2: Oh, two, <laughs>
1: T's, <laughs> T's on her phone right now bidding. Whoa, no, no, no,
2: no. No, I'm not bidding. Uh, two fifty, starting at two fifty.
1: It may go for five fifty. Who knows? Starting at two fifty. Okay, that's item number one. Okay. Next item up for bid is the. Rebecca and Ziad face blanket.
2: I I actually was going to say this is going to be item number two. Yeah?
1: Yes. Okay, well, let's see if you can name the price then.
2: All right. Starting bid, 200.
1: Oh, you keep doubling, which is interesting. 100.
2: Oh. 100. You see, I'm more charitable than, <laughs> Again, than she them.
1: Again, now T has two items in her cart. So, okay, $100 for that face blanket now is
2: it the one they were using so
1: that's the question i don't know but <laughs> this next and this final item up for bid, bit there's more but the final one we'll talk about is the original it is the original rebecca t-shirt that zied wore to meet rebecca oh
2: my god in
1: the airport that first time <laughs> you can own it zied's bo and all this is the original t shirt. Has it been washed? I doubt it's been washed. Ew. But it's definitely been worn. Okay. The Z Ed Worn Rebecca T shirt.
2: The How- Z Worn Rebecca T shirt with all the <laughs> filters on.
1: Yes. You don't pay extra for the filters. Filters are included. Sweet. How much for this original Rebecca T? Three
2: fifty. 300! That was the closest Ooh. you got,
1: though. So pretty much these are all steals in your mind. So I think...
2: I mean, I was being charitable.
1: That's very nice of you. Right? That's very nice. Right? And if you guys want to be charitable, if you guys want to support the cause, Rebecca has a link to this auction in her Instagram bio. Her Instagram is TLC underscore 90 day underscore Rebecca. hmm And the bidding ends January 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So get those bids in now if you want to Grab lunch with Ziad, or wrap yourself up in that face blanket.
2: Oh, Jesus!
1: Apparently, according to T, it's it's a good deal. It's a good deal. I mean, and you're helping out a family.
2: Yes, that's the most important part. I have a question. Okay, All right, if you bid on a dinner with Ziad,
1: a lunch, but sure, lunch. dinner.
2: is Ziad going to pay,
1: or Ooh. are you are you
2: bidding and paying?
1: That's a good question. I didn't read the fine print. My question is... Don't you think Rebecca would kind of show up too? Do you think you'd get a two for one? I was just
2: gonna say, not even that. But is Rebecca gonna let Zed to go out to lunch with a 25 year old, hot, exactly. blonde, skinny, tall American girl?
1: Exactly. Who who bid on Rebecca's leather jacket and is wearing it and is emulating <laughs> oh Rebecca? Oh my god, stop it! <laughs> no, that'd be too much. That'd be too much to sexy. No, because you know the date is at Joella's hot chicken. So if Zed brings this hot number there. Well, manager Rebecca is going to be behind the counter keeping a close eye oh, on everything. Oh, for sure. <laughs> All right. So that's I think that's a great cause. I think that's that's good. If you guys want to get in on that, make sure you check out her Instagram. Mm-hmm. TLC underscore 90 day underscore Rebecca. I mean, Rebecca. Was, T, was TLC 90 day Rebecca without the underscores taken? Like
2: I was <laughs> thinking like she should simplify her nickname. Or
1: just 90 day Rebecca? Yeah. Now we're going into a whole other, by the way. (laughs) By the way, Rebecca, your username is tough.
2: It's too long, Rebecca.
1: Yeah, we could lose a couple letters here.
2: I was just going to say, so I guess the fact that they are doing this charity together means Mm -hmm. they are still together. Yeah,
1: I was hesitant about making this a by the way because, yes, as you picked up, it means they're still together in Georgia. But- we know that from the previews kind of. We know he makes it here and he's yeah. di- so what? Suspend disbelief and nothing happened for an extra couple months and he's still here.
2: I was just gonna say, if you think about all the ninety day OG, mm-hmm. most of the couples stay together. They get married, at least they get married. So like by the end of the episode there is a wedding. Yeah. And some of them stay together, some of them get a divorce eventually. But most of them, most of those who come to America stay together.
1: Well, think about the it. The
2: other way is usually, oh man, like this is not working out. I'm out of here.
1: But if you come here as the, and when you say OG, you mean the original series, 90 Day Fiance, yeah, not the original GMC. season, but you have 90 days. So I think most people end up getting married in those 90 days. Yeah,
2: that's what I just said. So, And
1: once you get married, you're going to most likely stay together, yeah. unless you're Muhammad and Daniel.
2: I feel like when we were watching the other way, it was more about like, oh my God, are they going to stay together? Are, are the Americans going to stay? Are they going to leave? Because right. we didn't know. But for these guys, even Muhammad and Daniel made it to the altar.
1: Yeah. There was so, no, there was no kiss.
2: There then. was no kiss because it was against his religion. That marriage
1: was not sealed with a kiss. But
2: religion. Yeah. But, um,
1: you know, still even, even,
2: even they made it to the altar. So I feel like. That's how the 90 day OG.
1: Yeah. Rolls. Yeah. So I I think that's why I, it's my favorite. Oh, I love it. Iteration. Yeah. You want to talk about it. We love it so much. Let's talk about it.
2: Let's get started.
1: Sunday night 90 day fiance, the OG, the original format where those foreigners come stateside. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to talk about Brandon and Julia first? Let's
2: talk about his love, lover, lover birds.
1: <laughs> Just love birds. Just love
2: birds. Just love birds. Love birds.
1: Um, so, Brandon waking up at the ass crack of dawn, four thirty 30 in the morning, so he can go to work squashing bugs.
2: Love chickens.
1: Love chickens <laughs> because Brandon in the farm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. All right. I'm just, I'm
2: just like being creative. <laughs> the, like I was, I got caught in the moment. Yeah.
1: No, I'm glad you shared that. That's, that's your, well, or love bugs because Ooh, Brandon, because he's, it,
2: a exterminator. he's an exterminator.
1: Yeah. Mm, Is or, he gonna, well, let me finish no, my thought. Sorry. <laughs> this would just be if the show was love bugs and then the tagline would be like, is he going to exterminate his relationship or something? <laughs> or is he going to squash his relationship? You're
2: too good. Or what,
1: okay, you say it. I'm yeah. going to
2: say <laughs> a love sheep.
1: Yours don't make any
2: sense. <laughs> I just love using Your, the animals.
1: Yours are bad.
2: Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you did not just do that. Oh my god!
1: Keep going. I'm stopping at love bugs.
2: Okay, okay, yeah. okay. You're going to appreciate this one. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Are you ready?
1: <laughs> so ready.
2: Love stock.
1: Love stock instead of live stock. Yeah. That's fantastic. Right? Yeah, I think we should, let's end it there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so all those things, Brandon, again, waking up early, which means he's got to leave Julia behind all day at the farm because even Ron and Betty have jobs. They have day jobs. Mm-hmm. We don't know what they are. Not yet. We don't know. Yeah. We learned about a couple of people's jobs mm-hmm. this episode, not theirs. So it's just going to be Julia and Aspen.
2: Did you catch the fact that Brandon left at 4.30 a.m.? Oh, I caught that's, it. That's his schedule, I guess. You, you start catching those bugs early the in bugs The bugs don't sleep.
1: The bugs don't sleep. So, yeah, he took off, but not before... He made sure to let us know that Julia snuck into his bedroom for a little late night action.
2: Oh, bad girl.
1: That was quick. The first night sneak. Oh,
2: yeah. Right? <gasps>
1: just testing the waters immediately. Not even seeing if if Ron and Betty are heavy sleepers. Just I mean, like, let's I go don't, for it. I
2: don't blame her.
1: She girls gotta do what a girl's gotta do.
2: I would sneak in too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean if it was like you and I, I would totally sneak in.
1: We would never be put in that position. But let's it's just say true. that. Let's just say that. So Julia Eventually wakes up like seven hours later and she's all alone on the farm. The sneak must have taken a lot of energy out of her. If she's sleeping. A lot out of her. If she's sleeping until noon. Now, well, uh, you know, she exerted a little energy during that sneak. <laughs> during that sneak. So Julia wakes up at noon, gets right to work though. She's got to go get the eggs from the chicken coop. And when she does this, she kind of has a cute moment. She starts sweet talking the chickens to let her take mm-hmm. an egg from her. So I was kind of coming around to Julia.
2: For a, for a hot second.
1: For a hot second. So then all of a sudden, Aspen to the rescue. Aspen rolls up and is like, we have a lot of work to do here, Julia. And we usually start at 7 a.m.
2: Because that's when the animals eat, Julia.
1: Yeah, they're on a schedule. They're not going to wait for you who was up all night sneaking. They want to
2: eat. They're not fasting.
1: Girls got to do what a girl's got to do. Chickens got to eat. But Julia is definitely not thrilled with this early call time. She, she's a go-go dancer who's used to sleeping in, not getting up and tending to the farm.
2: You see, you know what's funny? When I look at her, I don't see a go-go dancer. But then I I see all the clips of her like dancing. I'm like, oh man, like, yeah, like she can do that.
1: I, I kind of see it.
2: You do? She's wearing
1: too many pieces of clothing on the farm, but Mm. peel back a couple of those layers, you'd see it. Okay. (laughs) So here's what I'm confused about. Aspen, this girl's name, right? She's a farm hand whose parents named her Aspen, which is like a hoity-toity ski town that this girl's mm-hmm. clearly never been to.
2: I mean, you don't know that.
1: I can tell. I can tell when I look at this girl, Aspen, that she's never been to Aspen. Her parents should have named her, like, Des Moines or something.
2: What does that even mean? Like,
1: I don't know. Des Moines, Iowa or something. or <laughs> Just some farm town. Name her after a farm town. You know, that's what all of our last names, all of our names are based off of what we did or what we were known for. Tradesmen, blacksmiths, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Aspen, she is not an Aspen. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. She's not an I Aspen. I
2: mean, neither is Aspen. Oh,
1: yes, she is. Darcy, Darcy's daughter. Come on, yeah man. Come on, they fly to Aspen probably every Christmas.
2: I don't think so, but it, maybe, In their
1: minds, they do.
2: But she still has time to become Aspen. And she's on her way. She's posh. They're totally posh. Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah, what did you think I meant? But if she ever skied. No. <laughs> no i like, why are you judging someone without even knowing? No, the
1: no, 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 no. I'm saying Aspen is one of the most like posh well, ski I, towns.
2: I know that.
1: And Aspen- On the farm is not that way. She's more of a Des Moines or I don't know what Helena, like Helena, Montana or something. Maybe more of a
2: just a look at look at you just throwing rattling off.
1: (laughs) I think we told you about our game, guys, where we'd lay in bed and one of us would say (laughs) a state and the other person would have to say the capital city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. But Aspen doesn't strike me as an Aspen. And she's, she's not impressed with Julia's farming abilities. Either.
2: Gainesville. Gainesville? I would name her Gainesville.
1: I could totally see that. Gainesville. Yeah. Tallahassee.
2: That's too big. Tallahassee
1: would be like Angela's daughter' name. Like
3: Tallahassee.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know?
2: Oh man. Yes. I, I agree. I agree. Anyways,
1: different, <laughs> different season. So, these girls, they start to go to work on the farm. They're scooping animal feed and just dumping it on this poor sheep's head.
2: You know what I'm curious about? Like, do they pay Aspen?
1: Oh, yeah. I think Aspen was the only person working the farm until Julia came.
2: I guess, because, so then Ron Ron and Betty must be making way more money outside, so it's it's cheaper. I mean, it's better for them to make their own money and mm. then on top of that, pay Aspen.
1: Yeah, no, for sure.
2: And also, I'm curious how much money do they make off of the farm? You I, know? Don't,
1: I don't think it's a huge money maker because it seems like it's just Aspen running it. And Aspen was probably like, I need some help. And Julia showed up and Aspen's like, This is not the help I was asking for. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm babysitting. This is not help. This is work. This is just more work. Julia's just another animal I have to take care of. And I mean that in the nicest way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so even Aspen says a farm has no room for princesses.
2: Oh yeah, that was a an interesting uh, quote.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> Aspen with the first good quote of the episode. I mean,
2: Julia has to understand that what's the name of the fairy tale? It's like this poor girl, just like clean Cinderella? Yeah, Cinderella. A
1: real Cinderella story. Yeah. Yeah,
2: like she, you know, she basically lived on the farm like a large house and she was like cleaning and taking care of the animals.
1: <laughs> Julia is reverse Cinderella. <laughs> Julia was like this very attractive, posh dancer in Europe. And then somehow digresses to a sweaty, dirty farmhand. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Cinderella in reverse. It's the Benjamin Button of Cinderella. Oh my gosh.
3: <laughs> Too many movies. Difference.
1: Too many movies. So, okay. They move from the sheep to the hogs. And these are no ordinary pigs. Like, I've never seen a pig like this. They're,
2: they're big pigs. They were
1: kind of freaky looking.
2: I know, well, I don't personally know someone, but my aunt had a friend and they had one of those pigs as, as a pet.
1: Inside the house or outside? Yes,
2: inside, because they no. bought it as a teacup pig. Oh. And someone scammed them, and it wasn't a teacup pig.
1: Someone scammed them, and it was a normal pig. And it pig. literally
2: <laughs> grew into this ginormous, huge pig. But because they erased <laughs> it from a tiny piglet, yeah. it was living inside the house, very they, clean.
1: <laughs> they wish they could Benjamin Button that pig back to teacup size. Imagine
2: you're, you're buying a teacup pig.
1: You're like, hey, it won't <laughs> stop growing.
2: And you just have to roast it. So, <laughs> well, true. <laughs> Natalie would not appreciate would not my approve. joke.
1: So, she's... Julia's, you know, in the pen with these pigs and the pigs are just grunting at her the whole time. And it reminds me a little bit of Pop Pop Joe, who we'll meet later, but just grunting sexually at Julia. So, Sorry, he's giving me this weird look.
2: I'm like trying to like connect those Anyways, pigs we'll get to there. anything sexual, but this sure.
1: This whole time Julia is talking to these pigs like they're dogs. She's like, go over there. Sit. Sit. Good pig. Good pig.
2: I was just going to say... Oh, but I don't want to skip. A, I don't want to skip ahead. But I'm learning a lot about you.
1: Why? What's talking about. Because of your your
2: pick comment, I'm like, oh, who's this guy? I
1: don't know. You know, we sit down here, you put a mic in front of our mouth, and we just talk. And I know who knows what's gonna come out.
2: I mean, still after all these years, <sighs> you still surprise me.
1: That's good. I think we should strive to Guys, surprise like each other.
2: About a year ago, I learned that John never had a hard-boiled egg. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm like that's that surprising.
2: Well, it's so surprising. I mean, and then he tasted it. He didn't like it. But you know, so I was 30, right. Thirty plus years, this guy did not taste a hard-boiled egg. And Who I, are you?
1: I tasted the egg, and I was like, you know what? I was doing it right the whole time. I knew I didn't like it. It tastes like it smells, and I it don't like the smell. It blows
2: my mind. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, Julia is clearly ready to move off the farm after one day. And it's kind of unbelievable that Brandon and the whole family just leave her on the farm this first day.
2: Yeah, he should have taken a day or two, you Take know, a day off, or two
1: off, you know, show
2: her around,
1: show, give her one more tour of that farm. So it's nightfall. Julie is still alone, sitting in her bed on her phone, either booking a flight back to Russia or signing up for Tinder. I'm not sure which <laughs> but she's like, get me one way or the other. I'm getting out of here. And finally, Brandon strolls in and heads to his room. Doesn't even go to Julia's room.
2: Um, Maybe he needs to, you know, he wants to change his clothes. Like if he's catching bugs the whole day.
1: That's what I think.
2: Like I would want to change my clothes too.
1: Freshen up a little bit. Like,
2: What is his schedule like? He left early in the morning and he came home and was dark outside.
1: I mean, you want to talk about schedules. We'll get to it when we talk about Mike. Because his schedule is out of control. But... Brandon's yes, he's, he's maybe he at,
2: does like twelve hours.
1: Yeah, I mean he left at four thirty. Who knows how far he had to drive? But it was definitely. A I mean, long you have to drive day. to
2: different homes. I would believe that's how oh, that's exterminators true. work. Unless so. there's a
1: lot of bugs in one home. Unless. So, side note: Did you see how much protein powder Brandon had in his room? I did not. <laughs> he's got basically one entire shelving unit with jugs. Of protein powder Like he could open up a GNC If he wanted to <laughs> That much protein And I do think he's selling it Because he's clearly not taking it But
2: Well he's like He's lean He's not ripped Maybe he's that's lean. That, it's that
1: lean protein But I was just I'll have to show you You go back I did
2: not catch when that When he's sitting
1: there Talking with Julia There's 20, 30 jugs Of protein powder
2: Maybe he could help me Find a decent tasting protein powder
1: oh, that's what i was gonna say maybe he's like you and every time he gets one he's like i don't like this flavor let me try <laughs> let me just put I, it here and I'll i've try another. tried
2: so many and i just can't get it down my like i just can't get it to drink without getting like nauseous from yeah. the taste
1: yeah we can talk to brandon about it i'm sure he's got some tips like,
2: brandon recommend me a protein <laughs> powder yeah. and i don't know why i just tried to talk like angela Who-
1: that didn't sound like Angela at all. Oh,
2: that's good. Okay.
1: So Brandon's in there admiring his protein powder and Julia comes in and just starts complaining how she had to take care of pigs all day and how it was just the worst experience. And she says, Brandon, I think this is my bad dreams. Right. Julia tells him she hates it on the farm and she really wants to go home.
2: She's thinking about going home, which is like, yeah, I must be crazy to hear for Brandon because it's after one day. It's not like, oh, she's been doing this for 60 days right. and she really hates it. One day, one, not even a full day. It was like a half day because she, she got slept, up at 12. She
1: slept in. Yeah. So here it is, though. It finally hit me why we have this reoccurring theme of foreigners coming over from nicer cities abroad, coming to these small towns and being let down. And what it is, is all these foreigners expect New York City.
2: Yes. I was saying it last time.
1: But here's the part I didn't make the connection to. Mm -hmm. We've never seen a city like New York on 90 Day. We saw L.A. once, I think. Yes. we never see these big cities. Miami, we don't see. We don't see Boston. We don't see um,
2: Chicago. We don't see
1: Chicago, right? Here's why. Because if Brandon was from one of those cities... He wouldn't have to go online to find women or even women from Russia. If he lived in New York City, he could find Russian women in New York City. Or you can
2: just go on Tinder and have thousands of people pop in.
1: And that's the thing. He can't use Tinder and expect a girl from D.C. to move to the farm.
2: who would probably just be Aspen and Betty on Tinder.
1: Right. But I'm saying even expand your search. Say I want to search 100 yeah. miles and you find this girl in D.C. She's going to go, cool, let's date. You moved to D.C. I'm not moving mm-hmm. to the farm. The only girl that's going to move to a farm is some girl from another country. That's yes. like, well, it's America. I don't know. It's probably better uh, he than here.
2: Found, he sh- he should have found a girl from a small town. Right. They not a go-go
1: dancer. Not either.
2: a go-go dancer from, you know, a big city.
1: Yeah. So, okay. Brandon has more bad news. He and Julia now have to go out to dinner with Ron, Betty, and Brandon's grandfather.
2: Who I love. Who
1: I absolutely love. Absolutely love. Did you see, though, did you see that Brandon and Julia each have name tags hanging on their bedroom doors? I did. One says Brandon, one says Julia.
2: I first saw Brandon's one, and I'm like, that's bold to just label your room. And then I saw Julia, I'm like, well, that's why.
1: Betty should have just put, like... A men's in a lady's bathroom signs on the door, because that's basically what she's saying. She's like, no girls allowed mm-hmm. in this room, Brandon.
2: I mean, as much as I like Betty and Ron at the beginning of the season, I'm so annoyed by them, especially oh, by Betty.
1: They overstepped oh. They overstepped their boundaries. We oh, thought it was cute oh, oh, in the oh, beginning. they
2: stepping on top of it.
1: We thought it was, yeah, they're stomping on those boundaries. We thought it was cute in the beginning. Oh, here's this tight-knit family that loves each other, mm-hmm. and they're excited that... not, <laughs> not. Nah. Yeah, I won't even finish that rant. We don't love them anymore. So they hop into Brandon's car, and Brandon has a sporty little car. I think it's a-, a Nissan 370X or something. It's pretty stylish for an exterminator.
2: Actually, when he got home, I think he was driving a Jeep. I, knew- I think they have several cars they do have several on the cars. farm.
1: At first, I thought, because we talked about this Just in passing, we were like, there's a lot of cars on this farm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, it's probably all the employees that just drive to work. I don't think
2: Aspen's driving five cars.
1: Aspen probably takes a horse to to work.
2: (laughs) Which I would love to do, by the way.
1: Yeah, that'd be nice. So Brandon and Julia arrive at the restaurant by car, not by horse. And Julia already in a bad mood from her day on the farm, so you know it can go sideways quick.
2: I'm curious, what town was it? Because it looked like a nice, one of those like, cute little towns with, you know, nice downtown, a few stores, a few coffee places. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I don't know what city he lives and I forget, but...
2: Oh, I checked it out, but I forgot the name. I
1: just know he's from Virginia. But yes. I'm not sure, but it was a cute, it's a cute downtown It's like
2: New Richmond
1: yeah, little uh, restaurants, little shops. Very cute. So this is where we meet Brandon's grad dad, Pop Pop Joe. Pop Pop Joe. Love this guy. Immediately. <laughs> what a character, right? Rocking his American flag pin.
2: Oh, yeah. And
1: then two huge turquoise rings, one on each hand.
2: And he he's very witty. Like, witty maybe? No, it's not the right word. No, like, I, think, he's, I
1: think you mean creepy.
2: <laughs> I don't want to say creepy. Like He's still there. You know? like he's, oh, yeah. He's not like, you know, some... Lots of old people are naive.
1: They start to lose it a little bit.
2: Well, not even that. Like, I love my grandmother, but she's very naive. She talks to me in Czech thinking that you understand her.
1: That's true. That's true.
2: And I can tell her hundreds of times that you don't understand her.
1: But... (laughs) But Julia sits down and the first thing... Pop Pop says is like, you want to bite a Pop Pop salad? It's <laughs> so creepy.
2: He's a little bold. He's, He's bold. He just puts it out there. So then
1: Pop Pop enlightens us saying a lot of Russian women offer sex as a way to attract men, use them, and then leave them. And I'm like, how do you know this, Pop Pop? Like, what do you know about Russian I women? Like, I feel
2: like that's the, is it? can I say misconception?
1: Yeah, mis misconception. Yes.
2: Look at me using fancy words uh-huh. again.
1: Yeah, I know. You made me question it. No. I was like, she's saying it. It's got to be no, wrong. You
2: know what I loved about Papa, uh, whatever his name is? Papa Joe. Papa Joe. I just call him, <laughs> I just call him the grandpa.
1: Yeah. Just call him Papa or Joe. I,
2: I know the joke you're making.
1: No, you don't. I'm not making a joke. Oh. What's the joke?
2: Like a Popeye's.
1: Whoa! Well, oh, no. How would that be a joke? I don't know. You have a strange sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you. Yeah. So okay. wait, 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 let me finish my thought. Yeah. I loved the idea that he actually knows what's going on in the world, so he said it. But what I loved even more was that he was like, you know what? Brandon just needs to be careful. He Mm -hmm. wasn't judging. He was like, oh "Oh my God, she should go back to where she came from. She's not good for Brandon. No, he's like, Brandon just needs to be more careful and keep his eyes open. And I loved it. He was
1: the most supportive one at that dinner table. Mm -hmm. He was more supportive of the relationship than Julia probably is.
2: Oh, for sure.
1: Even my grandma, I was kind of wondering, how is my grandma going to feel about me dating a foreigner? Like, I'm sure that's... Your
2: grandma's... Grandma loves me.
1: Loves you. Absolutely. Loves me. But, of course, I I wasn't concerned about my parents because my parents, they're very accepting and loving and know that I make good decisions. But my grandma, I was like, I wonder what she's going to think, me marrying a foreigner. She couldn't be happier. (laughs) Absolutely loves you. So... Okay, all of a sudden they're sitting at this dinner table, and <laughs> Betty's like, Julia, is that a hickey on your neck? How did you get a hickey if you're not sleeping in the same room?
2: Ew, Brandon. Who still
1: gives hickeys is my question. I that's, mean. That's sort of like a, I don't know. High school. That's a high school but thing Listen, to do. They,
2: they are not allowed to be together, so when you sneak in, you just go hard.
1: That's true. You know? Yeah, they were a little out of control. And Brandon's like, you guys didn't realize Julia was wearing a turtleneck the last few days?
2: Oh, Brandon. But Brandon
1: thinks he's so clever. <laughs> so then, <laughs> can't even get it out. I was like, <laughs> so then Pop Pop Joe shows his hickey. Because <laughs> I just feel like Pop Pop Joe is covered in hickeys. And then you realize it's just an age spot. It's not a hickey.
2: He's definitely <laughs> He looks like a ladies man. He
1: goes, I'm 87, almost 88, and I'd still do that to a young girl.
2: (laughs) I was like, okay, grandpa.
1: You know you're being filmed, right, Pop-Pop? He's like, I'd still do that to a young girl.
2: (laughs) And, but, like, Betty was like, you did not, Brandon. Right. Right. So offended. What the fuck?
1: Okay, there's only one thing that offended Betty more than this hickey, and it's when they start talking about Having a wedding, when the wedding's gonna be. Pop Pop asks, Do you guys have a date? And Brandon's like, Yeah, May 9th. And Betty's like, What?
2: That's Mother's (laughs) Day.
1: That's Betty's Day.
2: She literally lost it.
1: Ron's like, Yeah, you don't wanna share your day with their day. Terrible day to have a wedding. Terrible day. Terrible
2: day. Like, who says that? And as we, you know, discussed yesterday on the live, And for, I'm sure all of you know, Mother's Day changes every year because I think it's either the second or the third Sunday of May. I think it's the second, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. the date changes. Yes, once every few years, it's probably going to fall on the same date, you know, like anniversaries. But come on, Betty.
1: To that point, the fact that the date changes... How does Betty know off the top of her head when Mother's Day is, like, weeks in advance? If you said, hey, John, when's Mother's Day this year? I'd be like, I don't know.
2: Some day in mom, May. Moms know.
1: Some day in May or maybe June. I'm not exactly sure. She's like, May 9th. How, how dare you? Like, she knew that that was the day. I couldn't believe it.
2: I mean, look at Betty. I can't believe She it.
1: lives for Mother's Day. I can't
2: believe she said, oh, that's a terrible day for a wedding. Yeah, you do know. Like, that's, that's called being very, very selfish.
1: So selfish. And then you got Pop-Pop Joe in the corner already adding it to his calendar. On I literally, his-
2: <laughs> like, I loved it. He's like, you know, and saving the date. And yeah. then he goes like, don't save the date.
1: I mean you know he's a busy old man, so he's got a full dance card. He's gotta put that down.
2: I mean it's smart, but Betty says saying, Oh, don't save the day, we are still working on it. Right. Who's working on it? You? You're what, not working on it.
1: What trumps what? I think a wedding trumps Mother's Day.
2: A hundred percent.
1: Right? All day, every day, and twice on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's all I have for I was going to say for Ron and Betty, because that's basically, it's the Ron and Betty show. It's all I have for Brandon and Julia. Anything else for them?
2: I think, I think that's it. All All I was going to add was that Betty needs to take a chill pill.
1: Take a chill pill, Betty. Take a chill pill. All right. Stephanie and Ryan. Let's do it. So I had a thought about this couple Mm -hmm. before we get into them. Stephanie and Ryan have apparently known each other for years, right? I think she said in her first segment, she's been
2: three, Mm. I think
1: three, okay? But they just decided to try to get together during COVID, which seems like the worst time to try to get together. The first month we see Stephanie is August, I'm pretty sure. So this is recently. So my thought is, is her business hurting because of the lockdowns? She can't see a lot mm. of patients. And so she's like, let me promote my, or even let me promote my show. But also I have a lot of time. I'm not seeing a lot of patients because you've been together or you've known this guy for three years. And now there's a pandemic and a lockdown. You're like, this is the perfect time to try to go bring him over.
2: No, actually, I don't think that's the that's the truth. She was saying that before the pandemic They used to see each other every two to three months. She She would would go there. Yeah, she would go there.
1: She still can, but now she's trying to get him a cable visa.
2: Well, maybe they finally decided, or she was like, you know what, like I want to get married.
1: Well, uh, maybe I just think the timing is suspicious. I think. I mean, you could tell.
2: You can you could say this about every other couple on the show. No. Why now? Well why didn't why why don't you want to wait a few months after the pandemic? You know I
1: don't think all of these couples have known each other for three years, right? And I don't think the first month we saw them was August, like almost really deep into the pandemic. Hmm. So I don't that listen, we're my, just
2: speculating my here. My antenna
1: just went up a little bit as mm-hmm. I'm thinking about this story and going, Wait, why would this woman who's known a guy for three years choose now? to try to meet him. And I just thought, well, maybe her business is hurting. And I'm sure it is hurting because who's going to med spas, at least in the beginning of the pandemic?
2: Yeah, well, I seriously don't look twice at this because they've been going every two to three months and she said the relationship has been sucking because they couldn't see Mm. each other now. And that's why it's time to go because the K-1 visa will take longer than, you know, her going to Belize, so.
1: All right, so let's get into it. I don't think there was a ton of people going to her business, but there are two. There are two women who are going to her business, and we see them, and they are her cousins, Mm -hmm. right? So Stephanie is at her business, Skin Envy, selling some injectables to her cousins, and one of these— Girls lost 80 pounds. Like
2: how? Like you inject something in your body, you lose 80 pounds?
1: Well, I wonder if hula hooping is a part of Stephanie's weight loss plan. (laughs) It's like, so you inject yourself with this youth serum, then you hula hoop for 100 hours. (laughs) (laughs) And before you know it, you're down to a size two. (laughs) So yeah, one of these cousins I think lost 80 pounds. So now the other one's like, well, I want want in on this. Mm -hmm. So they're all there. They're all hanging out. They're talking. And they start talking about... The relationship with Ryan and how she's about to, to go over there and see him.
2: I never heard of such a thing as like something you inject in your body to lose weight.
1: Oh, there's all sorts of things. Oh, I don't think you inject to lose weight, although I'm sure that exists. She's just injecting youth serum to keep her young.
2: So how do you lose weight?
1: Well, what the injectable does, and I haven't really done too much research on this, but I think it stimulates your body to produce human growth hormone. And mm-hmm. then your body just takes over from there and does what it needs to do. I don't know if it loses weight or if it just keeps you young and virile.
2: Mm. Listen,
1: I don't know. Reach out to her. Reach out to her. Ask her. But she's I mean, doing-
2: I work out. That's like she the affordable way of
1: she does too. You
2: know, keeping yourself in good shape.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the serum does. I don't yeah. know what the. I don't know what the UV glasses do. I. I know what the hula hooping does, though. That works. (laughs) That's proven. So they're all talking about Stephanie going over and Stephanie's bringing a family ring to Belize because she's hoping Ryan's going to propose to her. And, you know, the cousins are not buying this relationship because they refer to him as the Brazilian. Oh, no, the Belizean boy toy.
2: Mm. I mean, he he for sure is.
1: But you don't tell your cousin Oh yeah, you're going to see your Belizean boy toy? Or if you, do you? I, mm, not if you think there's a real future in it. I don't think. That's a little offensive. You don't think so? You think I mean,
2: if she she keeps telling them all the stories how he cheated, possibly she did cheat. That's true. She's paying for everything. Like that is kind of the definition of a boy toy or boy a sugar toy. mama. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. All right, so speaking of sugar... Let's get into this because Stephanie basically is saying she's invested too much money into this relationship. She spent thousands of dollars, so she can't really just bail on it now. But here's what shocked me. She's not only been supporting Ryan and sending him money.
2: Five to thirteen hundred to the
1: whole family. She's sending money to the entire family in Belize since COVID hit.
2: That's why the mom loves her.
1: Exactly. Of <laughs> course they're best friends because Stephanie is, you know, breaking off a little bit for her. She's right? the wallet. She's getting paid. Of course. Stephanie sent 1,300 my away will be BFFs. So that totally makes sense. But it gets a little weird here. Stephanie has a friend in Belize who owns a resort. Mm-hmm. Okay. She told her friend that owns the resort, give Ryan a job, but I'll pay his wages.
2: That's totally, totally crazy. I was like, wait, what? If, you know what I don't understand? Is it just because of, oh, COVID, they probably don't have jobs to give, but Stephanie wants him to earn the money. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm sure that he could find a job for a friend of a friend, you know, to even like clean the pool or whatever and- he could actually pay him real money. But
1: doesn't he have a job? Wasn't he, or was his fishing and stuff just for fun? I think
2: that's just for fun. Okay. I think. I but Then what it was he
1: sore from? I thought in the last episode, he was like, oh, I'm so sore from fishing. work or from fish. So he's just going out I don't out think and having-
2: he's employed. I think Stephanie is supporting him. And I- now- she found him the job that she actually, well, she created him yeah. the job, so.
1: Right. Well, the best part of this is Ryan can't say, oh, I don't have any money. Because Stephanie's like, I'm paying your salary. I know exactly how much Plus, money
2: Plus, I'm paying you on top of that. I'm paying
1: you. I'm paying your family. I'm paying you again. So, fantastic question. Is she double paying him? Because she's breaking off a little bit for him and I the think family. she
2: is double paying him.
1: And then she's paying him to work at the resort. mm mm-hmm. This thing is bonkers. This woman is bonkers.
2: Plus, I don't get it. She could find a nice, rich, older, or man in her age yeah. in America who would actually pay things for her because she's a really good-looking lady. Yeah. She's a cuckoo, but I oh think, well.
1: I think she wants the younger, the younger buck. But she's got so much money. I was watching. She put it on Instagram, but she started a TikTok. Okay, Mm. she has a TikTok with one video on it, and it is Ariana Grande's I Want It, I Got Mm -hmm. It. Is that a song? Yes. That's a song? Okay. So I don't know if this is a viral thing that's happening and people are doing it or Stephanie created this herself, but it's the I Want It, I Got It, I Want It, I Got Mm It. And she shows a photo of these expensive shoes on her laptop. Like she looked them up when the song says, I Want It. Mm Mm-hmm and then it cuts to a picture of like her wearing those oh. shoes or them on her table and it's like i got it and then it goes i want it and i don't know i forget what the next thing was but it ended like the big finale was i want it and it was the, the maserati there was the maserati website mm-hmm. and then it cuts to her i got it with the maserati in her driveway but the big surprise here is she was standing in between two maseratis she has two Maseratis.
2: She does? Yeah.
1: She has the sports car Maserati and she has the SUV Maserati. Oh,
2: I love the SUV. Not Maserati? That, not that I will, that you got I will champagne ever get taste, it.
1: You got champagne taste on a beer budget. No, I always tell T, if we <laughs> if we ever can afford it, we're going to get a Range Rover Sport. That's that's what we put on our vision wall. Is that what it's called? The vision wall?
2: Oh, uh, the mood board? No, nah, something.
1: Something. But nowhere near close to getting that. But- one day, if we can get a posh SUV, it's going to be a Range Rover Sport. It's not going to be a Maserati Sport or a Maserati SUV.
2: Let's see when we get there, if we get there. Yeah.
1: I want it. I don't got it. But <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully in the near future.
2: You got to work, bitch.
1: You got to work, bitch. That's the next song. It's just, <laughs> just her hula hooping with those glasses on. So you got to work, bitch. <laughs>
2: I right. mean- Good for her that she does well for herself, you know, without any man, as far as we know.
1: No, the man is actually bringing her down.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
1: she's She could have three Maseratis. I guarantee you $1,300 a month could put a Maserati in your driveway, but mm-hmm. she's sending it to Belize. So, good for you, Stephanie. We'll see what happens. That's all I got for for her.
2: Yeah, we and, didn't see Ryan in this uh, episode. No, but he was
1: too sore. Hopefully probably.
2: next time. Hopefully. He's probably someone in the corner cheating.
1: We know nothing about him. Nothing. At least show us Harris. Give us a little more
3: of Harris. I think that's
2: a little a little crazy too we we there was no intro. Besides I know. the one time when you know he was FaceTiming right. with her psychic. There was no right intro.
1: There's no camera crew in no. Belize. And yeah. even
2: let's say, okay, COVID nineteen, a lockdown. Just do it on your phone, like, mm-hmm. you know, how everyone else film themselves in quarantine.
1: That's a good point. I'm
2: sure he could do that, too.
1: There's got to be a reason. There's got to be a storyline reason. Maybe. Maybe. Or they're well, trying to, it's like the whole Lana and, was it Lana? And, oh, yeah, Lana and David. And you never thought she existed.
2: I seriously did not think she existed.
1: Probably the biggest surprise in 90 Day Fiance history was Lana walking up to David in that trench coat.
2: And also Caesar and his Ukrainian lady. Is or was she Russian?
1: Um I don't know, but now what was her name? Now you're gonna So Lana was David. Caesar, Maria, Maria. Maria,
2: Caesar yeah. and Maria. Um
1: I guess. I thought Marie was real. She
2: well, but she like just totally nev- scamming him. But they never met. No.
1: That's the thing. And
2: they ne- Yeah, they never met. And she only sent him those videos saying, oh, right. baby, I love you so much. Those like Generic. videos she made for like 50 guys.
1: Generic videos, yeah. He's like, you already sent me this video twice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the biggest shocker. But I think there's got to be a reason we haven't seen Ryan yet. We'll stay tuned.
2: Well, yes. Let's stay tuned. We'll stay tuned.
1: All right, let's talk about speaking a Ukrainian brat ukrainian money sluts jovi and yara
2: i think she's russian
1: no she's ukrainian she's the only ukrainian well no she and natalie are ukrainian and julia is russian
2: oh i just called julia ukrainian
1: you did i didn't even notice oh i'm sorry
2: guys i don't think you said that i did i said i said oh that she's from a big city in ukraine
1: Mm, I just think you said a big city and then you paused because you didn't know where she was from. (laughs) I'm
2: I'm taking it back. Yeah,
1: don't. Yeah, don't put yourself under the bus. Like, don't throw yourself there. Hmm. So, Jovi and Yara. Okay.
2: The rug has arrived.
1: The rug has arrived from Amazon Prime, right? Did it? Yeah, that box was an Amazon Prime box.
2: I mean, what's better than Amazon Prime? Let's be honest, right no, that's here. The,
1: that's the move is you go you go shop, you go price things out, you find what you like, and then you hopefully find it on Amazon for cheaper.
2: Mm-hmm. So that's
1: basically what they do,
2: Or did. at least a free, free delivery. hmm yeah,
1: hopefully, one day, Prime. So Jovi walks into the apartment carrying this Prime package, and did you notice he said, he was like, Yara, your rug is here. He didn't say... He didn't say our mm-hmm. rug. No.
2: Because he didn't pick it. Because
1: he's a, Or he's okay with her having certain things. Yeah. But I guess there's a difference between our apartment and your rug. But your rug is now in our apartment. And <laughs> this rug looked like the same rug from the store.
2: No, I think it's more like, oh, your rug is now in my apartment. Enjoy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll see if you stay in my apartment. Leave, <laughs> leave the rug, though, because it does look nice. I do like the rug. So... It does look exactly like the one at the store. Yara's loving it. Says it reminds her of snow. Mm -hmm. She loves the snow being from Ukraine. Right. So here's a little piece of home, I guess. This sparkly shag carpet. But she thinks the apartment's still too small. It's getting better. It's getting more comfortable with this rug. But it's still too small. So then here comes the debate of all debates. Teresa thinks she taught me this life lesson. I did. But my mom taught me this life lesson.
2: No, I, I did. I did I took it farther.
1: What? Okay, here's the lesson. Take off your shoes when you walk into somebody's home, mm-hmm. right? Not a hard lesson to learn. We learned no. it with we learned it with Hazel and Tariq very early on in the season. We are getting the lesson reinforced here. I learned about it when I was probably four years old so in my parents' house.
2: The second you enter someone's house, you have to take your shoes off. You don't do it. And I what know it's what about whose
1: whose house don't I take my shoes off at my your, own
2: your parents' house?
1: Mm. Maybe maybe that's true. You but walk
2: into the kitchen, the living room, and then then you take your shoes off.
1: Maybe but that's true.
2: Like in my house, in Czech, you have this little what, what would you call it the like ent- a, entry hall?
1: It's a mud room. It's we call it a mud room here okay. in America. Well, it's like
2: a nice one and it doesn't have mud.
1: <laughs> people have no. It's just a name. Okay. People have very nice. People have. Super nice mudrooms. Right, here in so America. my parents
2: have a nice mudroom where you take your shoes off, and my mom has slippers for the guests. We have yeah. guest slippers. Well,
1: we don't go that far, but no, we do but, take our shoes off.
2: Yes, but I'm saying in our house we do the same, minus the guest slippers. We enter our house and we take our shoes off immediately. We have a rock.
1: So we rock. don't have that at my parents' house. You know, if you come through the garage, which we usually do, you walk in. There's a wall immediately to your right. And then there's like furniture and like, I don't know.
2: But you could have a little place in the garage to take your shoes off.
1: I guess, but then you'd be walking from the garage into the home. Any either way, I take my shoes off when I get in the house at some point. Yes, Whether at some point. Whether it's the first step or the seventh step, the mm-hmm. shoes come off. But this is the big argument Yar and Jovi get into. Now that they have this nice white rug... Jovi's gotta take his shoes off And he's a little combative He's not into it at first But he finally agrees
2: Cause it's literally the same thing as People who don't wash their hands Like if you don't take your shoes off You walk everywhere You might step into like dry dog pee or dry dog poop <laughs> without even knowing. And then you're going to walk around your house, you're going to spread it everywhere. And then maybe you're going to sit on the floor eventually. Like, <laughs> it's just disgusting. It's gross. Okay. I can't take it.
1: You're paranoid. I
2: can't take it.
1: I'm with you. We should all take our shoes off. Take your shoes off. Germs. Whether, whether you have a white rug or not, or exactly. hardwood floors, take your shoes off. So is like, all right, you got me to take my shoes off. You got your rug what else do you want? And Yara's like, I want a million dollars. I want a $27 million penthouse apartment. And I want the Kardashians to be my best friends. And
2: Cristiano Ronaldo, my husband.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: That was, that was bold. <laughs>
1: that was a little bold. So it's a $27 million penthouse apartment. Why
2: Why not 28? Exactly. No, or why not 30? Like go, you know, round it up.
1: Maybe she was browsing Zillow earlier in the day and was like, saw True. this when she because that's such a random number. Although whenever I say numbers, I always tend to go to 39. I'll always be like, oh, there's 39 pairs of shoes on the floor. And I just always go to 39. Maybe she goes to 27. I don't know. But she quickly makes it clear the Kardashians don't live in New Orleans. She's like, I I want them to be my friends, but they don't live in this swamp. They don't live in this terrible town.
2: She called it a village. Oh, yeah. Wait, what was the... She said something bad about it. I forget the exact
1: quote. I forget the exact quote, but...
2: Something in the sense of a disgusting village.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which, all right, to each their own, but it's clear she's not happy where she is. She wants to have a
2: happy life, which we all do, but girl, New Orleans...
1: She wants to have a happy life. She doesn't care if Jovi has a happy life. That's the difference.
2: So... She's also a little bit like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Totally. Or the other way around.
1: That's the whole idea is that it goes either way.
2: Okay. So one one, one minute she's like, oh, Jovi, he's so cheap. And, you know, he he doesn't want to buy me this and that. And then Jovi whips out a new phone. And all of a sudden he's the best boyfriend in the world.
3: Yeah.
1: That made her happier than that new white rug. And what it was is Jovi's leaving for... Work. He reminds us, hey, like tomorrow, I think I'm leaving for 30 days. You're going to be all alone. Here's something to keep you company. Here's a new iPhone. And I think Jovi's just being trained like Pavlov's dogs. Like, Yar gets mad, buy her a gift. Mm-hmm. Yar gets mad, buy her a gift. Mm-hmm. Makes everything better. So she gets her iPhone. She's happy. Jovi's the best boyfriend in the world, right? The best. But again, what has she done for him? What has she gotten him?
2: That's just herself.
1: That's enough? That's enough? Okay. So it's a new night. Jovi and Yara, they're headed to dinner because Jovi's got to leave for work, right? So they want to celebrate, I guess, one last night. Let's spend some time together. They head to dinner. The waiter's like, it's happy hour. And Jovi's like,
2: yes. I love happy hour. Who doesn't? (laughs) I literally was like, yes. Who doesn't like happy hour?
1: Okay. And I'm sure Jovi will say, I do, but- I don't take advantage of happy hour. I really don't. Maybe I'll end up somewhere and it's happy hour and I'll be like, oh, cool. It's happy hour. But I never seek out happy hour.
2: Like that's the, so for me, happy hour is the idea of like going out with coworkers because that's what we used to do in with my old job mm-hmm. where we didn't have to drive in New York City. You know, like you do happy hour after work, you have whatever's cheap, like cheap beer or cheap wine or cheap shots. And you drink a little bit, and you go home. That's but, the happy hour.
1: But happy hour is not really just—I mean, it is a a time. It's a time, but it's a deal. Mm-hmm. That's what. Oh, Joe, yeah. right. I don't go and seek out those deals, and I feel like, why don't we do that? Like, we never look. Oh, what's happy hour at this place? What's happy hour at the? Oh, it's two for one. It's- oh, we
2: did it, but it's it's more like I don't think we, we both, did. We like I like like the drinks I like. I like, you know, a good quality tequila. Mm-hmm. I don't want to drink the cheap tequila they have on happy hour because that's going to get me sick the next day.
1: It's going to be so, sad hour. So
2: exactly. It's going to be a very sad hour.
1: <laughs> or multiple hours because <laughs> oh, yeah. you know us. So like
2: unless they have a beer like, you know, I don't know if they had like a, not that I love Budweiser, but it's one of those light beers <laughs> I don't hate.
1: Budweiser?
2: Not I, Bud Light? I don't like You Bud light. would say
1: like uh, Corona.
2: Okay, Corona, I love Corona, yeah. right? I
1: had to clarify for the listeners because I knew you were just trying to think of what was the first beer that came to your mind and you didn't want to say Bud Light. So I don't you like Bud, Bud Light. So you said Budweiser. Yes. I was like, when's the last time you drank Budweiser?
2: Yeah, probably never. Corona. I mean, I've had it, but yeah, let's say Corona, right? Or Stella. Stella. Yeah. One of these beers, I would be like, oh my God, awesome. I love those. I'm going to, you know, happy hour them. <laughs> but unless it's a drink I enjoy, then... There is no reason to happy hour for me.
1: The one thing we do look for when it comes to beverage deals is bottomless, bottomless uh, brunch. Oh my God. Right? That's the move. Forget happy hour. So
2: many great memories with bottomless brunch.
1: Memories that are hard to remember.
2: I Once I got so drunk off of bottomless brunch that mm-hmm. I went to a bookstore afterwards and I bought a Harry Potter book. I don't even know about it. Like I what? was so drunk. That I made this purchase and the next day I was like, well, next day, later in the evening, I'm like, oh my God, I I was plan- <laughs> I was planning on buying the book. So it wasn't like a crazy <laughs> thing, but I think it was crazy that I got drunk and I decided to do this at 2, 3 p.m. And I barely remember me purchasing the book.
1: I love that that's your drunk purchase. Like that's, <laughs> that's such a responsible purchase. A book? You just needed that liquid courage to buy that book. Like- <laughs> <laughs> people people are on eBay at 2 in the morning buying like leather vests they'll never wear and you're buying Harry Potter books
2: at 2:30 p.m.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. So, all right, they go to dinner and at dinner Jovi's telling Yara, "Hey, Mama Gwen is probably going to f- like give you a phone call."
2: Or pop in
1: over the next couple of days. And I'm like, that's totally why Jovi got her a new phone. So Mama Mm -hmm. Gwen would have the number. She have no excuses. She has to pick up. She has to meet up. You sneak. And he also said like, like, oh, I
2: already gave her uh, your number. Right. Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) I already put the number in your phone, Yara. Yeah. I already uh, opened it up and programmed it. So...
2: I was surprised that they started talking about kids again.
1: Oh. This is... This is where it gets sad. This is where...
2: Oh, yeah. Again,
1: I'm probably the only person that's somewhat Team Jovi. And I'm not fully Team Jovi, but I'm not going to pick them last for my team. I'll probably pick them somewhere in the middle. That's how Team Jovi I am. But we learned that when when Yara got pregnant, Jovi basically just took off and left her in a foreign country because I guess they were in Albania. He takes off. She loses the child and has to go through that whole process alone.
2: and I, so this story was a little confusing. they I don't think she lost the child right away. Mm-hmm. I think she was pregnant for a while yeah and they actually plan on getting married the whole thing. and then when they were in Albania and I guess she's starting have issues and she lost her passport. but Jovi had to go to work. so yes. he left her in yes. Albania without a passport. And I don't know if she had to go to the hospital Uh, there or if she somehow got to Ukraine. They didn't make it too clear.
1: No, but But it it was still bad. It was clear that Jovi ditched her, which, come on, I get you have to go to work, but I think people would understand the circumstance. She said, hey, my girlfriend, or whatever you want to call her at that time, she just lost our baby. Yeah. Uh, Can I have a couple weeks off? I think, I would hope, your job would understand mm-hmm. and allow that.
2: Unless, like, he works on boats, I guess. So, he, you know, the boat takes over at a certain time. And no, is I know. And out there for a month. So, I guess.
1: They'll find someone else. They'll yes. find someone else, right? I would hope. Things happen. Things happen in life. And they have to be prepared for that. Very true. So, they're having this conversation. And Yara basically doesn't think Jovi's ready for kids. Because... For one thing, he's away four weeks at a time. Yeah. And this is another place in this conversation where I'm kind of like, uh, Jovi, like I was kind of team Jovi, but not so much. He's like, you know how many guys I work with that their wives just raise the kids by themselves and just putting it on yarn, like Mm. all these guys I work with, their wives raise the kids by themselves. You should too.
2: I mean- Yes and no, like it's, she knows that that's his job I assume that his dad does something similar he Because does. his mom was raising him on her own Not So on she's her own, to but, blame,
1: Mama Gwen is to blame
2: But you know, like he was in there and he wasn't But it's like, oh, your dad is a truck driver Your dad works in the military Like, yeah. you you know, you, you get into the relationship knowing
1: Well, Yara got into the relationship knowing, you're saying Yeah Yeah, I mean, that's where I shift blame from Jovi to her because she goes, how can I trust you after you acted like this? But you knew he acted like this. You knew what he did. You knew he left you in Albania. You knew he goes away for four weeks at a time. You knew all this. And then you still chose to come to America thinking, what, he's going to just change careers Mm -hmm. because you're here? So it's kind of on you, Yara, for making the move and then being upset with who Jovi is as a person, what his job is, how he acts. I agree. You knew all this.
2: Yeah, I feel like she's one of the people also who loves to complain, just to complain. Yeah, yeah. And again, I like the fact that he left her in Albania really is terrible. But he also said he didn't know about her operation or her surgery. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe they could explain it to us a little better because I'm still a little confused about... What exactly happened, you know?
1: Yeah, we don't know the whole
2: story. But as far as we know, he that wasn't a good move. No. But also Yara got into this relationship knowing what he does for a living, so.
1: So, all right. That's Jovi and Yara, unless you have anything to add for them.
2: No, no. I'm just curious to see, you know, what... It's coming our way because Job is gonna be away. Are they gonna yeah. be filming him too, or is he gonna be like, you know, sending videos that he's gonna be filming himself?
1: Did we see Tanya in Costa Rica?
2: Yes. Okay. Yes. They she sent had a, a camera crew. crew you remember, like, she was like yeah, walking she was in the drunk water, with dudes. walking in the water, and like her body was blurred because oh, yeah. she was wearing this like. A little too sexual yeah. bathing suit. Not
1: enough. Not, Not enough. enough
2: coverage for TLC.
1: Yeah, that's S- usually where her broomstick goes because she rides it like a witch. But <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: saw it all. All right, let's talk about another Ukrainian who loves to complain.
2: Oh Nat- my, Nat- my least favorite, <laughs>
1: Natalie and Mike.
2: I cannot stand her.
1: I know. I I'm-
2: cannot stand. Her. I was just talking to John earlier today, saying if Mike was John's buddy. And, you know, they would want to hang out with us. I would be like, nope. You I'm say, not you'd hang- say
1: Mike can come alone.
2: Yeah, like Mike can come over or Mike can meet us for dinner. I would not want to hang out with Natalie at all. She's, like not even for a little bit.
1: Every party needs a pooper. That's why we invited you, She's the Natalie. pooper of
2: all parties. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, she has diarrhea on these parties. <laughs> okay, so Mike and Natalie, they're at home on the farm throwing fish food into the pond. I guess this is Mike's genius way to get Natalie to loosen up to the idea of just living in the woods, living among nature. Let's just go th- throw some some food into the fish what pond. What food was it? I don't know. I don't know. She was pulling a straight Julia, just throwing food on these. When I was a these. kid,
2: we used to go and we throw bread in the water for the fish and bread, the ducks.
1: Bread and an egg?
2: Just bread, just bread. And apparently, I recently read a study how bad it actually is for the ducks and the fish because the bread expands. I've
1: heard that. I wonder if that's true. If you're saying you read a study, I'll trust you. But I also think that's maybe an urban legend, but I guess. I mean, why would it be worse for ducks than it would be for us?
2: I read the study in Czech.
1: We ate way more bread than ducks do, I think.
2: That's right? true, but they have a they have a different metabolism.
1: That's true, too.
2: So look at us. Look at us just being these- <laughs> Look like at us
1: being national geographies. Mining
2: biologists.
1: Yeah. So they're throwing, they're throwing food in for the fish, and then they stop doing that, and they start shooting off fireworks, because I just think these are all things Mike and Bo used to do together, and so he's just like- I guess I'll just do them with Natalie. Now I can't think of anything else.
2: Okay. Why would you shoot fireworks during the day?
1: Just because you can. That's <laughs> honestly the vibe Mike was giving off. He's like, cool, like, look at we can just shoot these fireworks off. Isn't that cool? Like, we can just do this because we live in the middle of nowhere.
2: Speaking of fish, yeah. okay, I'm going to tell a quick personal story. I don't think I ever told you. Oh, boy. Just this, like, bread feeding reminded me of it. And guys, like, Maybe it's not true. I read an article or a study in my own language about this recently. But anyways, when I was like a teenager, right? It was like around Christmas, I used to smoke cigarettes. And we like used to gather around this pond or like around the river. We smoked the cigarettes and we throw them into the river, right? Mm -hmm. And then I had a dream, which I didn't think it was a dream. I believed it for a long time that... Uh, someone found a fish, a carp, <laughs> who was addicted to nicotine.
3: Jeez. Because
2: he was like eating all the cigarette butts. Yeah. That, and so they did a study on this carp and he basically was totally addicted to nicotine, right? Yeah. That was my dream, apparently. But I woke up and we all were like, oh, uh, at like this lodge with like, you know, friends get away. And I started telling everyone like, guys, we have to stop. Doing the cigarettes, like I've read an article about a carp addicted to nicotine. You didn't
1: realize it was a dream? No, no. Okay. And
2: I started telling everyone, okay. like, we have to stop doing it. Fish get addicted to nicotine. It's really bad. I read it. Yeah. And everyone's like, where did you read it? I'm like, I just read it. Like, totally. Everyone started Googling. We couldn't find the the article, Shot and everyone's it. like, "You must have dreamed about it." I'm like, "I did not. It was so real. Yeah. I like literally was feeling for the scarf." <laughs> and so, well, it was a dream.
1: Teresa has very vivid. <laughs> Teresa has very vivid dreams. I'm not gonna dismiss that dream, but I just have nothing to say about it. But you tell me things every couple of months, and I'm like. That didn't happen. That was a dream. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So I can understand how this would unfold. It was
2: out of control. I could not believe that that was a dream.
1: I mean, it, it kind of makes sense in a way. Right? Yeah, why not? Right? I just don't think they would study that because I guess they study crazy things. But interesting. Yeah. Very, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> okay, so something else that's mind-blowing Every day Mike gets up at 3 a.m., he drives three hours to work, works till 2.30, and then drives three hours back.
2: That's crazy.
1: I don't know if he works in Seattle or whatnot because I looked up how far it is from Squim to Seattle. It's like two and a half hours with traffic. Maybe it's three. But that's crazy. You want to talk about Brandon getting up at 4.30 and going to squash books. Mike's getting up at three in the morning and driving six hours like, round trip. I wonder
2: why. Is it like, is, are there no jobs around him? Is it even worth it? So like he's like a construction manager. He's
1: a construction, he's a manager at a construction supply company. Mm-hmm. And I looked this up. I tried to look up the salary at least. I don't know if I found the exact job, but a construction materials manager, which sounds similar, mm-hmm. can make around a hundred thousand in oh. Washington state. But I just think Mike's got this family farm. He doesn't want to sell it because they definitely could find somewhere to live closer. But he wants the land. He wants the farm. I don't think he wants to get rid of it. So now he's driving six hours round trip. That's crazy. Yeah. Especially when you have your Ukrainian fiance here who you need to spend time with, you should spend time with. And you're spending six hours of a day driving and the mm-hmm. other basically in the rest of those that's, hours that's working
2: crazy that's crazy if it was three hours total i would be like okay I An hour and a half each it. way yeah. sure
1: sure so now obviously natalie is home alone a lot so she's trying to fill her time she tries bonding with the cat but that doesn't go well but at least <laughs> she tried so she kind of just gives up and decides to facetime her friend svetlana back home so natalie and svetlana start talking she tells Svetlana things have been harder now that real life is setting in. It's no longer Vacation Mike. Vacation Mike was fun. It was a good time. But now it's fish and fireworks, Mike, and Natalie's not loving the guy that she's seeing now.
2: Cuz he's he kills a fish. He kills fish. Who is the he?
1: Fish he's driving 6 hours a day. He doesn't have the food she wants. He's Force-feeding her French
2: toast. He eats meat. He drinks he alcohol. He eats meat
1: and he drinks. Sounds like a good time to me, but Natalie, <laughs> Natalie is not vibing it. So Svevlon is like, do you trust Mike? Because that's important. Do you trust Mike? And Natalie's like, not really. But Natalie's hopeful. So she still wants to give the relationship a go. She wants to try to build that trust and thinks it can become stronger and become better. And she knows she needs to give it more time. But obviously, they only have 90 days. Mm-hmm. Clock is ticking, right? So, okay, it's a new day. It's about a week since Natalie arrived. And this, this girl, she's still doing chores. She's cleaning the litter box. And did you see this thing? It was nasty. This, I did not. This litter box was so clumped up. Ew. It was, yeah. It probably has not been cleaned in weeks Maybe that was a Bojangles (laughs) chore and Bojangles is no longer there. So it just fills up. But it was, she literally scooped the, she didn't even scoop the litter box. She dumped it into a trash bag and then dragged the trash bag through her entire home out front. (laughs) The thing was so gross. So then it just turns into a montage of her doing other housework as the days go by. And it was like The Shining. It felt like The Shining. Watch it. It was like, (laughs) Mon- Monday, Scoop Poop, Tuesday, ruin Mike's clothes with bleach.
2: And it oh, just- my God. I was like, do not use the bleach with, you know, colored clothes.
1: I thought, yeah, I thought she was about to hit the fan right there. Well, I'm, I'm yelling not- at the TV. You could hear me. I was like, no, 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 <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Someone step in from production. Please, someone step in.
2: I mean, just- Mike's
1: got two shirts. You know, Mike's only got two shirts and you I mean, don't want to read them.
2: She's going to mess them up. Yeah. She's going to tie dye them a bit.
1: Yeah, so she does all her chores. She's being a good European cleaning lady, which you guys are known for. You guys, you guys. Oh, now
2: you have to take it back.
1: What? That you clean this apartment from top to bottom. It is spick and span. It is beautiful
2: because I love clean,
1: and it's in your nature.
2: That's not in like my nature. You have Asian cleaning ladies. You have American cleaning ladies. You have South American cleaning ladies. Is
1: that not a stereotype? I can keep going. Is that not a stereotype though? The European cleaning lady? No. Oh. My parents had a cleaning lady growing up and now I'm sounding way posher than I am. She charged like $50 every two weeks, but she was Polish. So maybe that's where I'm getting... My I mean, impression when I was in
2: Au Pair, from, we had several cleaning ladies. They all were f- from South America. Like, you cannot generalize, nice. you okay. know?
1: I take it back then. I take it back. Take but it back. The only reason I'm saying it is because you clean so well. I just, it seems like it's in your blood. You no, just live No, I'm just that.
2: allergic to dust and I'm grossed out by anything that's dirty. So, I, yeah, I clean the apartment all the time.
1: All the time I, and really well.
2: I clean the kitchen at least twice a day. Yep. And that's th- how crazy I am.
1: The bathrooms every few days, and when I say clean the bathrooms every few days, I'm talking pull everything out of the bathroom, <laughs> top to bottom scrub. Of
2: course, this how you do it.
1: Bleach everything. New shower curtains every few weeks. It Once seems it like. gets
2: a little moldy, it's disgusting. You gotta, you gotta replace it.
1: So you know what you're doing. You know, what I you're do doing.
2: know what I'm doing because I cannot stand dirt. I just can I just physically can't.
1: Well, Natalie was doing her best too. She was out there like, brooming the front deck, and she was doing a good job. So she completed her chores, and so Mike wants to reward her. Mike wants to take her to do something fun. So they're going to go to that Snoqualmie Falls, right? Mm. Big baller Mike gets them a hotel at the falls.
2: He's getting a little fancy.
1: This is becoming Mike's move. Hotel, Mm -hmm. Hotel getaways. Oh, yeah. You know how, like, Jovi's always buying things for Yara when, oh, she gets mad. Mm-hmm. Mike's move is hotels. and Just to
2: get her out of the sad sad house in the middle of nowhere.
1: Yeah. I don't know if it's a good move or a bad move because it kind of gives her a taste of freedom. It's like giving your captor, if you are kidnapping, giving your captor a taste of freedom. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, well, maybe I should try to make an escape. Maybe I should try to make a run for it. But they go to this nice hotel, this, this hotel in Snoqualmie Falls, and they roll up to the hotel, and Mike is like, look at that. They even have their own parking service. Like, is that that a real selling point that they, I'm assuming it was valet parking.
2: I missed that. That's,
1: as you should, but (laughs) it stuck out in my mind because I'm like, he's really calling out and trying to impress Natalie with a parking service?
2: I mean, why not? I feel like Natalie is hard to please.
1: I'm more impressed by free parking. Like, when we have a hotel, and it's like, sure, you can get a spot for free. I don't oh. need a parking service. For sure. So they get to the hotel. They head to the hotel restaurant. And the waiter comes over and is like, can I start you guys with some cocktails? And of course, Natalie is like, no, no cocktails.
2: No, just justy."
1: Mike's like, I'll take the biggest glass of red wine <laughs> you have. You know what? <laughs> just bring me the bottle and a straw.
2: Just keep them coming.
1: Daddy's getting <laughs> drunk tonight. <laughs> yeah. So then they start talking about every vegan's favorite topic.
2: Vegetarian. so I, I think yes. TLC actually got it wrong because they did call her a vegan at the beginning of the season. Remember? And we were like shocked.
1: Well, I'm wondering, did TLC call her a vegan or did Mike call her a vegan? Because mm. I could see Mike not knowing the difference.
2: So someone called her a vegan. So we kind of rolled with it. i yeah. judging her because she did eat eggs on the last episode. Right. So we're, we were like, oh, she's she's a fake vegan.
1: We're clearly learning more about her dietary restrictions here. Oh, yeah. I don't even think she's a vegetarian. I think she's pescatarian. Yes, I, she is. She think, ordered scallops.
2: I'm yeah, pretty I sure think she is pescatarian. And she also said, like, I'll make you fish, which basically means she's not bothered by the fish, right? Right. By making fish. if Because if she was, she wouldn't have made it. She would right. never make steak for Mike because she is against that.
1: No, she wants Mike to stop eating steak. Exactly. ASAP. So
2: I feel like if she didn't eat fish, she wouldn't have offered to m- make fish.
1: Right. I think that makes sense. But so far, Natalie's experience has been booze, fireworks, and steaks. And like, killing fish. And killing fish. But not
2: for food, just for fun.
1: Just- <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure she's having a blast. So Natalie goes, they're talking. Natalie goes, your meat is coming soon. I'm like, that's what she said.
3: <laughs>
1: we, okay. love refer- we love we okay, love referencing Michael. the office
2: yeah no what she said literally got me mad at her and dislike her even more
1: I know what you're about to say she
2: said someone's life was taken for your dinner yeah like as as they're bringing his dinner that yeah. he's paying for
1: someone yeah someone was killed so that you could have this steak yeah well someone also just killed the mood of this dinner
2: I if If we were dining with someone and a person said it, I would be like, you just killed my vibe and you're paying for my meal because I'm not eating it now.
1: Natalie knows how to kill a moment. Oh,
2: and I think she does it on purpose.
1: Sure. She wants her way or the highway. So this steak comes though, and it is so rare that it's basically still alive. So I don't (laughs) think Natalie can be that mad because I don't think he killed anything. I'm pretty sure that thing is still mooing. On the table. But I do. <laughs> I love eating meat. But I hate talking about meat. While I'm eating meat. I think I do this weird thing. Where I convince myself. It wasn't really a living animal at some point. I just kind of eat it. And I'm like yup this is delicious. Why?
2: There's nothing wrong with it.
1: Oh I have no issues with it. I th- think that's the circle of life. So John
2: this. has this thing. When we make chicken. We have to buy breast Breastless boneless breasts and boneless wings because yeah. John doesn't like the bone in it. Yeah. yeah. So when I accidentally buy the breasts with a bone inside, I just remove the bone. I don't tell him.
1: Oh, that's fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I just don't want to... And I'm fine buying thighs or whatever comes on the bone. I don't know. And I'm fine... I eat chicken wings all the time. I eat chicken wings all the time. But just big bones... Where it's more bone than it is meat. I'm like, it's too much work. John
2: John, John has a few weird things about food. Like, for example, when I cut the salad and (laughs) the leaves are too big, he doesn't eat it. I don't like a leafy
1: salad. I don't want a leafy (laughs) salad. I don't know what's wrong with that.
2: He's always like, oh, so many leaves. The leaves are too big.
1: The leaves are just fluff. The leaves should not be.
2: Well, romaine has some vitamins
1: but I just mean eating it. it's not that fun. It's not that flavorful. Lettuce is basically a vehicle for dressing. Whereas I want to eat the vegetables. Like put the peppers and the cucumbers and the carrots and the onions and put all that in. I'm into that. But when it gets too leafy, sorry, can't do it. <laughs>
2: like sometimes he picks up his big leaves and he puts it on my plate. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. You go eat your leaves in the corner. So while they're having...
2: I'm just shaking my head, guys.
1: While they're... if. Teresa's ever quiet. Just assume she's over there shaking her head at me, giving me this look like, what are you talking about? So they're having dinner and Natalie challenges Mike while he's eating this meat to stop eating meat for a week. You know how Brandon and Julia sneak for sex?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mike's definitely going to be sneaking for meat. Oh, yeah. Like in the middle of the night, you know, he's just going to be running across the street to Bojangles place, splitting a rack of ribs. <laughs> <laughs> and just sneaking back home covered in sauce.
2: We have a there is a Czech fairy tale um, that we they usually play it over Christmas. It's called Um mm-hmm,
1: It's my favorite. It's one of my favorites. It's
2: basically how would I translate it? Like hell of a luck or huh? hell of a luck.
1: Hell of a
2: luck or luck, l- luck, luck. Like you're so lucky. Oh, okay. So lo- and I- it's about so it's. It's basically a little crazy, but the part of the fairy tale is that there is a dragon living in uh, in the basement of this castle, and he's engaged to the princess. Okay. And because of the dragon, no one in the whole castle is allowed to eat meat. Hmm. The, all the meat goes to the dragon, <laughs> and one of the girls licks a bone, and they, they want to like kill her. They want to hang her okay, for licking a bone Okay. So basically, you know, I was just talking about meat eating. They were not allowed to eat meat. It's like Natalie doesn't want Mike to eat meat, but there is no dragon.
1: Now I'm the one in the corner (laughs) shaking my head, giving Teresa a strange look.
2: There is no connection. (laughs) That's a great story. There is no connection. That's a great story. But well, there is a connection. The meat eating.
1: I love when you share your Czech fairy tales.
2: (laughs) And that's why I share them. <laughs> well, also, I just watched it recently over Christmas break. So,
1: guys, leave a review if you love Teresa's Czech Fairy Tales. <laughs> so, it's the next day and they're heading to the waterfall, right? This is the big event.
2: Finally.
1: Finally. It's been two weeks, I think, since Natalie asked to go to the waterfall. They finally get there. Natalie's finally happy. Almost a little too excited to see this waterfall. She is like
2: a little kid. Just
1: jumping up and down. She's a, she's a little bit of a child. Who? Natalie.
2: Oh, total. She's a total child. <laughs> yeah, you,
1: never, you never jump up and down with excitement.
2: Only once in a while.
1: Once in a while. I find that cute when you jump up and down. Because we are we're all kids at heart. Like, give me a break, whether you're 12, 40, or 70. You're I, a kid at I heart. I
2: didn't mean her being a kid because she jumps, but because of the way she behaves.
1: Well, yeah, she's childish. childish.
2: Yeah, she's very childish.
1: So this is a big moment. And it's a big moment, I guess, because it's one of the first times that they've had fun together since Natalie came to the States. If you don't count scaring fish by lighting on fireworks (laughs) in your backyard, this is the first time they've really had fun. So, because
2: it's like, oh, the vacation Mike is back.
1: Oh, exactly. That's a great point is this is not real Mike. This is vacation Mike.
2: And she loves the feeling of having fun.
1: Yeah. That's who, what she said. Who doesn't? But this moment lasts for three seconds. It was one, right? It was like one shot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I thought Mike was about to throw her into the waterfall <laughs> when she got on his Just shoulders. Be
3: like,
1: yeah. Well, done. That was Bojangles, you're coming back. <laughs> Pack your bags, Bo. You're moving back in.
2: I hope they'll bring Bojangles in again.
1: I know. It's been an episode or two without Bo. I hope they will. I know. So they leave. They leave the waterfall. It was a great moment. They dance down the stairs. They're doing a little dance. A little Charlie Mm -hmm. Chaplin down the stairs. They're feeling good. And they head to a brewery. because.
2: Oh, Michael.
1: I feel like Mike at this point is just trolling Natalie.
2: Plus... I mean, going to a brewery doesn't mean, oh, you have to drink alcohol. No, but. You can have a sauce. Well, okay, you cannot have a sausage. Uh,
1: (laughs) Why would you have a sausage at a brewery?
2: I always associate breweries with Germany. German sausage.
1: I mean, I'm sure you could have a sausage there, but that's not why you go to a brewery. Menu pretzel. It's not why you go to a brewery.
2: I mean, I go mainly for a pretzel.
1: I honestly think Mike's trolling Natalie, or production is, because they're like, Mike, order the biggest steak you can order. Take her to a brewery. Mm. Drink as much as you can. Right?
2: Maybe, maybe that's a good point.
1: I mean, Mike's Mike probably needs to drink to put up with her shit.
2: I love breweries. I do
1: too. Haven't been to one in several months. Thanks, I COVID. Know. But I
2: know we used to, to go back. to those weren't breweries. They were like German beer holes. That's what I'm thinking. That's with why the you pretzels. Said sausage. No, this the is sausage a, and the pretzels. Yeah, yeah, this is why. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: why. It's oh, confusing. yeah. This is a brewery, and. Mike brings her there, waiter comes over, and he orders a beer, as you should at a brewery. Oh, totally. And Natalie orders a hot tea. Again. Because as she says, she's cold. Classic Natalie. Like, you weren't cold when you were jumping up and down, soaking wet at the waterfall, but now that you're at a dry brewery, you need to complain.
2: I feel like that's the drink of her choice.
1: Hot tea? Mm Mm-hmm. I just think... It's a way for her to say, I'm cold. I'm I'm not happy. I'm cold.
2: I drink hot tea all the time. I don't even have to be cold. I just love it.
1: But you are cold all the time.
2: Well, because you love the AC.
1: We keep it at a cool 68 here. Yeah, it's cold. 68 is an average temperature.
2: No, it's not. Seventy-one, seventy-two.
1: 71, 72. Okay. I mean, sure, sometimes we bump. We fluctuate between 68 and 72.
2: To function, it's... It's wintertime in Florida. It's 50 degrees outside. Oh, you're oh.
1: lying. How hot was it two days ago?
2: Like 80, but it oh, okay. was 50 Thank today. You.
1: When it's 80, I think I could put the 80 yes, at 60. Yes, 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 I guess. All right. So they order their drinks. Then they order food. And Natalie makes sure to say vegetarian like three times. Mm-hmm. The, she gets some vegetarian black bean dish. It's vegetarian, right? It's vegetarian. Okay, I'll take the vegetarian black bean dish. And then Mike orders brisket nachos for two.
2: I I was, I was never had nachos with brisket, but I'm loving the idea.
1: The only nachos I like, the only meat nachos I like are ground beef.
2: Yeah. Or bison. Like,
1: or ground bison. But I don't like chicken on nachos.
2: I've had it once. This was okay. I
1: don't like it at all. Give me ground.
2: Yeah, I agree. Red meat. I love brisket. Oh man, when is the last time I had a good piece of brisket?
1: Before COVID, we Before went to COVID. that barbecue spot down the street. Um, I forget the name, but delicious. And need to go back there ASAP. But Mike orders brisket nachos for two because again he's trolling Natalie, and he's like, "I don't just want a little meat. I want enough meat for this whole table."
2: Well, he's he's big. He's like two people in one. So that's a
1: good point too. But he's he's not trying. To not eat meat, and that's what as sets, he
2: shouldn't have. Like that's his lifestyle. And Natalie, again, back to your significant other knows it. She knew that he eats meat. She knew that he drinks alcohol. She knew that he is not religious. Like, come on! But the give day me a
1: break. the day before, Natalie was like, "I think you should not eat meat for one week, and then you could eat it the next week, and then not eat it for one week, and maybe she thought it started." This day,
2: and he said he'll give it a shot. He didn't say, "Oh, I'll do it." So
1: I think he can do it. I think one week on, one week off is doable.
2: I guess that's
1: that's called compromise. But Natalie is not doing anything. Yeah,
2: like is she to, gonna eat meat one week, right? <laughs> one and off?
1: Natalie's not doing anything. That's what to I would compromise. tell
2: her. I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it, but you're gonna do it with me."
1: Right. So then they start talking about their wedding. They want to choose a day. And I'm thinking, why don't you choose a day that you're not arguing to talk about a wedding?
2: I mean, Natalie wants to. Natalie is the one who's like, oh, I don't have my ring yet and I want to know the date. Mike, I don't think he's still that sure of marrying Natalie.
1: No, he says it's too soon for him to decide. Mm -hmm. But I somewhat get Natalie's point. She says she doesn't want to spend the rest of her time feeling insecure but that's what this ninety days is about. This ninety days is about vibing it and True. seeing you're not spending the rest of your life insecure. You're not rushing the ninety days, and you're trying to get every moment Correct. out of it and but try to make the right decision.
2: A hundred percent. But they were engaged until Natalie threw the ring at him.
1: Mm, got to so remind yeah, you. You got to remind me of that.
2: I actually am with Mike. He's not vibing it, and he just wants to make sure that. This is real because that was a really bad move what she did.
1: Yeah, he put his heart out and she threw it back at him. And then she said
2: she didn't love him. She's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't love you."
1: I always forget about that. Mm-hmm. So thank you for reminding me.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. It's Anytime. not good.
1: So then the waiter comes over one final time, upsells them on a root beer float, and for some reason Natalie is excited. I don't know why. Because it's a
2: special dessert.
1: The thing has more sugar in it than the French toast that she was so opposed mm-hmm.
2: to. She doesn't know that.
1: But when it arrives, Natalie's like, are you tricking me into drinking beer? Because she doesn't know that root mm-hmm. beer is actually non-alcoholic. And Mike's saying, you don't trust me. Like, If you think I'm trying to sneak alcohol on you you don't trust me and that's a huge issue imagine your fiance thinking you're tricking them into drinking alcohol
2: yeah no like when she said it asked once i would be like aha you know like i get it it's cold root beer so you know she could ask like oh does it have alcohol you know but when she starts questioning it ask like oh it does have alcohol you're tricking me i would be like no, oh my God, there is ice cream in it. I'd be like,
1: are you drunk? What are you talking about? (laughs) So Yeah, I
2: was, at this point, I was just so annoyed with her. I was like, next.
1: Red flags everywhere.
2: But as much as I love to hate her, I also love to watch it, so.
1: Yeah, so keep it coming. All right, let's go to our next couple, Tarzol. The one and only and Hazel. and Hazel. Hella hot sauce. Hella, hella hot sauce, guys. I had to do it. I had to do it. I I signed us up for Discovery Plus, and the first thing I watched was Bears All. Is that what it was? I think. And I didn't
2: watch it. I just saw you watching it, laughing. So. <laughs> and
1: Tarzell performed his number one hit song, "Hella Hot Sauce."
2: Ooh, I gotta watch it. I it gotta was, watch it.
1: Ah, I don't know was if it I watch. It wasn't bad. It really wasn't bad. (laughs) I've heard a lot of worse raps, especially on 90 Day. This one wasn't terrible. He's getting better. Look at that. He's getting better. All right. So Hazel's first day in America. So Tariq and Hazel, they're off to go grab some American food. That's what you got to do. You got to show Hazel around. A real
2: American breakfast. I love.
1: Get that real American breakfast. So Hazel says once again, she's overwhelmed being in America. But hey, I'm not going to argue it anymore. If she's overwhelmed, she's overwhelmed.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: They end up at Hair and the Dog, Hair of the Dog, <laughs> restaurant, which confuses her.
2: Like, do they make breakfast out of dogs? Do you or? know what
1: Hair of the Dog means? Do they
2: sprinkle like, with dog hair? No, that's what she said.
1: Oh, but do you know what Hair <gasps> of the Dog means?
2: It means um, it means uh, when something is uh, nice and smooth.
1: No, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> hair, the, hair the dog is when you're drunk. Well oh. when, you're, when you're hungover, and
3: you oh, the next good. morning.
1: The next morning, you take another drink. That's hair the dog.
2: Oh, I this... think so.
1: I think so. I don't know. Jovi, tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. I feel like you would know. I what call hair it the, the Czech is. way. Yeah, yeah.
2: In Czech, we have a saying that's you basically guys never says... stop
1: drinking. So. <laughs>
2: Napravsachim says basically meaning you got to fix yourself with what you spoil yourself with. That makes basically, sense. if you were drinking vodka all night, you should wake up and keep drinking vodka.
1: Oh, I told that story on the podcast about when I moved to New York and I went out to that Halloween yeah, party and did. then I, I tried to do hair of the dog. <laughs> And it did not work out. I was sick as a dog.
2: It did work for me, usually with beer. Beer helps me to snap out of
1: not handovers. Me. So, what helps me sometimes is a, is a nice, heavy breakfast. And that's what they do. They get to the hair of the dog and they order a breakfast that would make Natalie run back to Ukraine. <laughs> they order French toast, chicken and waffles, scrambled eggs, and grits.
2: I hate grits.
1: I love everything else though.
2: I can't take grits. I've tried since we moved to the South. You I've tried, it tried once or twice. Yes, a few times and I just can't we take it. We had
1: the best chicken and waffles in Atlanta though.
2: Oh my God.
1: Shout out to the Atlanta breakfast company.
2: So good. We called So it, good. We
1: called it the stupid waffle. The
2: stupidest waffle. That waffle. <laughs> so, the waffle was so stupid. It was so good.
1: We started using stupid as a term of endearment on that trip. Like, this waffle is so stupid. So
2: stupid. <laughs>
1: Didn't make any sense. Any
2: sense. But we just, we just, we just loved the waffles so much. Speaking of like waffles, I am a sucker for small town diners. Oh yeah. Like those old school small town diners. Oh, it's the best.
1: Shout out to Guy Fieri and Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives also going to be on discovery plus probably but okay we love diners
2: there is a one place in vermont oh yeah we always we used to go up to vermont for some skiing and snowboarding when we lived in new york and on the way up there, there is this like tiny little diner where everything is so cheap, but so delicious. <laughs> it was
1: so cheap because we lived in New York oh, very, City. But That's very true. If we went from Florida to there, like these are the same prices. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Compared to New York City prices. And it was so lovely.
1: Oh, yeah. So no, lovely. The the breakfast that Tariq and Hazel ordered at Hair the Dog would probably be $150 in New York. At least. So... They get this food. Hazel's worried she's gonna get fat in America because
2: she's used to eating rice for breakfast.
1: But I say Hazel, don't worry about it. You're gonna burn a ton of calories cleaning Tariq's house, so <laughs> you're gonna true. you're gonna be fine. So they're having breakfast. They start talking about the wedding, and Tariq has big plans. But Hazel wishes Tariq could pump the brakes a little bit, slow down a little bit. Does Hazel not realize they only have ninety days?
2: I mean, she just got there, so I feel like she could pump the brakes a little bit.
1: I uh, agree to disagree. You have nine. There's literally a stopwatch that just started as soon Well, it soon depends as she how down.
2: big of a wedding you want to have.
1: But you need to be thinking about a wedding. You should have never come on a K-1 oh, visa. Oh, very true, if, very true. If you're coming on a K-1 visa, you should be okay with the idea of a wedding.
2: All right, I agree with you.
1: So they're talking. I guess the issue is... Hazel's parents want her to get married in a church.
2: And I totally, totally forgot about the church experience they had in the Philippines. To- Where
1: they're speaking in tongues? I that totally- was out
2: of control.
1: <laughs> yeah, Tariq's trying not to laugh. He's standing there half terrified, half amused. Everyone's sweating and speaking in tongues. That was
2: just out of control. I totally forgot about it until they did the throwback. That's not the
1: type of church... I don't think Hazel assumes that's the type of church they would get married in, in America. But Tariq just thinks church is too blah. It's too normal.
2: He loves to meditate.
1: He loves to meditate. He wants to get married somewhere that he won't stand out as much when he's wearing a powder blue suit. <laughs> so he's got he's got something in mind. It's not a church, but it's, it's something. It's
2: his kind of a church.
1: Did you see how Tariq had his hand, though, when Hazel was talking about the church wedding? He was resting his hand on his forehead, but had his middle finger straight up. Like, he was giving her the middle finger as they were having this conversation. I would not
2: look into that. As you know, I point with my middle finger.
1: Okay. But when you, you're ha- having- you
2: hate it. You hate it. I'm just, I don't think about it. It's just the way I've been doing it for years. Like, if I, let's say, I'm filling out some paperwork, right? I'm going to point with my middle finger.
1: Well, I notice it more... When we're at a restaurant and a waitress would come over, and sometimes you don't want to say the name of the item because your accent or whatever, so you point to it. You say, "I want this," but you point with your middle finger, and I'm like, the combination of you not really speaking to the waitress and you pointing with your middle finger. I said, "Maybe and it's, it's like not. the way
2: I do it," and I feel like maybe that's the way Tariq scratches his hat. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't look into that
1: during a contentious. Conversation. You don't
2: think about it. It's the same thing. It's you think, oh, that's true that I'm pointing at what I want with my middle finger. No, I literally don't think about it.
1: I hope you're right. I hope you're right. So Tariq has a compromise. They're going to get married or he wants to get married at a spiritual center. So Hazel, being a good fiance, is like, all right, cool. Let's go see it. Mm-hmm. We can at least go see it. Then they move on from that conversation. They start talking about Tariq's daughter, Ari. And Hazel is going to apparently meet her the next day. Everyone's a little nervous about this. Hazel's nervous. Ari's not going to like her. Tariq's a little nervous because if Hazel and Ari don't get along, there's no way Tariq can be with Hazel.
2: Yes. His two words colliding.
1: Yeah. Ari is Tariq's life. Of course. yeah. that's how it should be. So if Hazel and Ari can't form a relationship... Than Tariq and Hazel's relationship. I is think no it's more.
2: helpful that Hazel has her own child. 100% so she knows. But again, uh, taking care of a child with autism, I don't have, I have zero experience, but I know it must be tough. You really have oh, yeah. to, you know, spend a lot of time, be patient.
1: They just need, a, they need to be communicated in yes. a unique and a special way. It takes a special person to do that.
2: Well, I hope Hazel will be the special person.
1: Yes. So, Tariq and Hazel they finish up their breakfast. Time to head to the spiritual center, the ARE, the Association for Research and Enlightenment, where Tariq's been going since he moved to Virginia Beach about 17 years ago.
2: I never realized that he's this Thailand kind of a spiritual guy.
1: Oh, you you haven't seen the back of his SUV where he's got the bumper sticker for the ARE I stuck on his back windshield. He's got the A.R.E. bumper sticker on. That's how into this he is. Wow, I yeah. was
2: fascinated by the crystal. It was a huge-ass crystal.
1: Well, let's get to it. So apparently the A.R.E., it's a place that welcomes all ideologies, all faiths, all non-religions, right? I'm like, I could get behind this. I like the idea of this. I'm, it's
2: a little culty for my taste. It's but a little
1: culty, but it's non-denominational, which I'm into. I'm into just everybody. Let's just all get together. We're all just humans. So mm-hmm. Let's all just get together and hang so they start touring the center and the first thing they see is a shrine to Edgar Casey, the psychic who founded the center. Mm. And I'm like, you just lost me. You just <laughs> lost me. They're showing off the couch where Edgar Casey would see people and talk to them. It's like there's this whole shrine for this guy, for this psychic. And it gets a little gets a little out there. A little. They tour the meditation room. With the
2: crystal? This is
1: where Tariq's like, the ocean, stained glass, and a crystal the size of a rocket. (laughs) What more could you ask for? (laughs) Who doesn't want to get married with a rocket-sized crystal next door? But Hazel, not vibing the place.
2: I think it's because it wasn't a church.
1: Well, here's the thing I'll say, and I think you're right. At least she's being respectful. Yes. Can you imagine if Yara toured that place? Can you imagine that? She would say a couple of dirty words and storm out. Yes. And be like, Jovi, I'm going back to And so
2: would Natalie and so would Julia. Right. So out of all these ladies, I Hazel's think- Hazel's
1: being so respectful.
2: Yes. And she's, she said it too. She's like, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll take a look. Yeah. And let's see if I like it.
1: So they go outside and then they start walking in a circle. It's almost like this brick crop circle. And I guess it's for meditation- it's Tariq's favorite place on the property. But again, Hazel, not too into it. Hazel's not vibing it. I mean, I'm sure they can find a hypnotist there who can hypnotize her into liking the center. They've got to have a couple hypnotists around <laughs> I mean, there. Let just
2: stare at a giant crystal for a bit. Don't you think, though,
1: that it's kind of a good compromise? I feel like the ARE is kind of a good compromise for someone who yeah. doesn't go to church. If you want them to get married on a beach... And Hazel wanted to get married in a church. I'd be like, "No, you can't just get married on the beach. That's that's your way or the highway." And A R E is still a spiritual place.
2: Maybe they can have a real pastor marry them at the spiritual center. So it's like you know, piece of both.
1: Right, because Tariq said they welcome people of all faiths. So it's not like they would say, "Oh no, you can't." If you guys listening,
2: you welcome. Yeah, that's a nice compromise. They're expecting the invitations.
1: <laughs> I was just happy with the way Hazel took it all in. Yeah. She wasn't snobby or bratty about it. She seemed open-minded.
2: Yeah, I and agree.
1: And we'll see what happens. I mean, do I think they're going to get married at the ARE? No, I don't. But mm,
2: We'll see. We'll see. There
1: could be worse places. There could be worse places. All right. Anything else for Tarzel?
2: I think that's it for Tarzal. I'm definitely <laughs> excited to see how she acclimates because I think she is from, I don't want to sound rude, but from the poorest country on this season. Yeah. So for her moving to a nice, normal size house. A lot
1: of luxuries, yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, it's definitely a big shock Yeah. in a good way. And Tarik is just excited about everything. Yeah. Yeah, oh,
1: so, I, I, I like Tariq. Yeah. Uh, who knows about Hazel? He's I know,
2: a little over the top, but I like him. Yeah. I know
1: she's trolling for a girlfriend, so we'll see how that goes. Well,
2: I mean, she did have one.
1: Mm, Tariq had one, and she sort of got, she, a, she got a little taste of that mint once in a while. She got a little minty fresh so once maybe, in a while.
2: Maybe she's not that into it anymore, you know? She no, got a taste.
1: Into, no, she's into having a girlfriend, but she Just wants for a for herself. Girlfriend. Right. She felt Tariq was stealing her girlfriend from her. Oh, Tariq. <laughs> Tariq's so irresistible. I'm telling you, watch him on Discovery Plus rap hella hot sauce. And
2: oh, I'm, I'm about to do it once I'm, we're done podcasting. I'm
1: kind of sold on that song. Who knows if he's got an album. I on. have
2: to watch it because you're like,
1: listen, he's not so Drake. He's not the next Drake, but he's okay. He's all right. He's better than, I'm telling you, he's better than you think he is.
2: All right. I'll give it a shot. I'll be open-minded like Hazel. All
1: right. Again, I've put my foot in my mouth so many times already on this season. We're like five episodes in and I'm already licking on the back of my heel. What do you mean? I've just said so many things that I take back. I've said, oh, I like Natalie. And then oh, a few episodes in, then I'm saying, I don't think Julia and Yara have a sense of humor. And then they say a couple of things. And I'm like, oh, they're kind of funny. And now I'm saying Tariq's a good kind rapper. Of. And tomorrow he's going to come out with a song that I'm like, oh, why did I say that? <laughs> That's all. That's all. All right. You want to talk about the last couple of the evening?
2: Rebecca and Ziad.
1: All right. It's been a week since Ziad received his approval. And
2: he's coming tomorrow. He's
1: coming to America. And here's the breaking news. Rebecca decided against living with her daughter and her daughter's fiance. Instead, she got herself her own apartment. This place looks awesome.
2: Which didn't make any sense because first she said, oh, I don't have enough money, you know, I paid so right. I paid so much money for, for the whole K1 process and helping uh, Zia financially. So in order to save some money, we'll move in with my daughter, right? right. Cool, got it. But then Zia wasn't really happy about the fiance. So Rebecca went and rented a way bigger and more expensive apartment for them that looks awesome. Right. But it's What's the thinking behind it? Why didn't she stay in like a smaller, cheaper place?
1: I love it. We are so on the same page with this because I saw this loft and I said, okay, pack your bags, T. We're going to Georgia because that's our dream place. We want to live in a place like that.
2: I love the industrial, big, open space. Love it.
1: So same as you, I was thinking she was trying to save money. You couldn't have found a less chic place, a less posh place, and you know, still had your own spot, but saved some money. So I did some digging, and I found the apartment complex.
2: How? Because I know
1: what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing, guys. John,
2: I have to give. I have to give this to him. He is a decent detective when yeah. he wants to yeah. find something. I can
1: stalk. I can stalk. <laughs> if my mom's listening to this podcast, she's going, that's my boy. That's my boy. Oh,
2: yeah. Your mom is out of control, My mom too. is a
1: stalker. So, okay. <laughs> pretty sure I found these apartments. I'm not going to say the name because I found them. You can find them on your own. but You, you I have
2: f- to be your own stalker. Yeah, I feel
1: weird telling you where Rebecca lives. So, trust me on this. I'm pretty sure I found it. And a one-bedroom starts at $1,089. That's and
2: not bad. That's
1: a that's a deal if you ask me. Now, I don't know if this is COVID pricing, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe I've looked up the apartments we stayed in in New York a couple months ago. And we because I was curious, COVID hit. There's no way they can charge what they charge. When yeah. we were, and those apartments dropped $500, oh, wow. a $1,000, right? So I'm wondering, is this loft really a thousand eighty nine, or was it once fifteen hundred dollars, and they've brought it down? Mm. Because I'm looking at it in January. I'm like, what month is it? I'm looking at it in January. Who knows when she rented it? Yeah. But for a thousand, let's call it a thousand bucks. No, we're around. Let's call it eleven hundred dollars. That looks like a steal for
2: $1,100. Yes, but I feel like that was a bigger place. It looked huge.
1: You think it was more than one bedroom?
2: Maybe they have a different size, but that place was huge. If that's 1100 that's a total steal.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. But
2: also, she probably doesn't live in a big city. So, like, if this was in Atlanta, I'm sure it's going to be, like, 2500
1: you No, know? she doesn't. Again, I... Think I found the place. It's it's not a big city, it's a town, but still, let's call it eleven hundred. I'm saying that's a good deal for that place. Still think she could have found a place for seven hundred. Yes. And pocketed oh, for that sure. extra cash because she said she needed the money.
2: Also she probably should have done it because she rented this apartment in the same building she lived yeah. with her ex-husband in, the ex moroccan husband, yeah, who she was married to recently, recently got a divorce.
1: Yeah, yeah. So this, I
2: don't understand her thinking process.
1: This apartment unless has- Unless she got
2: a deal This it.
1: apartment has ghosts. It has ghosts in it.
2: Of her past. has
1: the ghosts of Rebecca's past.
2: Yeah, so like I don't understand why would she do it?
1: Well, because it's got so much room, so much room for Zied's swag, Also oh, so much. Like <laughs> the only two things she had in that apartment were a photo of Zied, just of Zed, not a couple <laughs> photo, which would creep me out if I walked into our place and it was just a photo of me. <laughs> I'd be like, you you couldn't find a nice shot of the two of us? Yeah, I mean, I I do look fantastic in that shot, but no, nothing with the two of us. So there's just a photo of Zied and a mug. But did you see how she brought all of her stuff into the apartment? No. A shopping cart. Oh. She wheeled in a shopping cart just full of her swag and her stuff into the, it looked like she stole it from a supermarket across the street, <laughs> and was like, "Yeah, this'll do." <laughs> it was weird. It was well,
2: weird. <laughs> I'm excited to see more of the apartment, and once you know Zied gets there, his dad looked really cool.
1: Yeah. So Rebecca, she's unpacking. She's in her bedroom, and she starts getting, getting emotional. Gets emotional because she's thinking of Zied and how he's leaving his family. Behind and boarding the plane. And apparently they talked the night before. And Ziad said he he was having a bad feeling about coming to America. Mm. Rebecca's kind of wondering, is he going to go through with
2: it? Yeah, is he even going to get on the plane?
1: So we cut back to Tunisia. Ziad's getting ready to make the trip. And he's talking about how difficult it is for his family to see him go. I think he said he's the first person to ever go to America. Mm -hmm. Which... I guess I guess that says something. It's
2: I know a lot of people who's never been to America.
1: But they've seen it on TV. They yes. know they know of America. I think it would be a lot different if it was the reverse. If it was if it was Rebecca being the first person to move to Tunisia who people don't know much about Tunisia, mm. so it's like Oh, she's going to this country we don't know anything about.
2: I guess you're we're nervous right.
1: for her. Is she going to be safe? Everyone, I feel like, has an idea, and the idea may be better than the reality. Well,
2: I was just gonna say, everyone, all these foreigners have the wrong idea about the U.S., and it's it's crazy. But many people, and I, I was one of them before before the first time I came, think that. Everyone in America lives in mansions, everyone has pools and yeah. expensive cars and mates and babysitters and everyone lives like this, which there are people who live like this. Well, the but first there are also <laughs> regular people, regular middle class people. And there are also people who, you know, are not that fortunate.
1: Yeah. But what was your first experience in America? You lived in a mansion.
2: Yes, I did.
1: Because <laughs> you're an au pair. Let's just that's clarify.
2: That's not the first time I came. I went, no, I went the
1: first time you lived.
2: Oh, lived, yes.
1: You lived, I don't know if it was a mansion. It but wasn't a
2: mansion. It was a nice, you no, know, decent, mm-hmm. like normal-sized house it in was a, a nice town.
1: I think it was bigger than a normal-sized well, house. Well,
2: no, no, no. The first time I moved, they were renting a house oh. because they, their house burnt down. After, like, a few months and they did buy a decent amount, decent sized house.
1: You came as an au pair mm-hmm. for a very well-off family. Yes. And you probably thought, oh, this is exactly what I was expecting. This is what I saw and got. I actually Girl.
2: expected bigger.
1: Oh, look at
2: you, you but little But just because brat. I've been to the U.S. several times prior and I've seen bigger houses. Yeah, I know. But again, this, the you house. You still lucked
1: out. You still lucked I'll out. I'll tell you
2: what. The house I stayed at when I was an au pair, when I got there, was the house I would love to have. It was this like real New England, cute town. The one they were renting. Yes. Beautiful red bricks. You would love it. Beautiful. I think there were three bedrooms upstairs and a large living room, a dining room, kitchen. Yeah. And the uh, basement had a playroom. Okay. It was this like old Little modern, but this old, beautiful vibe. So it's like I loved the house. I just was like, oh wow, like, I would expect a bigger house, mm-hmm. which they did move into a bigger How house. How long eventually. were you in
1: the small house?
2: Four or five months.
1: And then you moved to the big house. Yeah. And was it overwhelming?
2: It wasn't overwhelming, but it was it was bigger.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: But again, like I, that's the house I would love to have.
1: It was and that's beautiful. the beautiful. That's the house all of these foreigners would love to have. They come to the states and they think they're gonna get this mini mansion or this mansion well
2: i don't think many of the foreigners are suckers for old new england houses like i that's am true.
1: yeah i don't know how you got that way that's, oh
2: i love it i that's love very it special. so
1: much that's very special because i wasn't sure if you became that way after knowing me and obviously traveling to new england to see my family and seeing those houses
3: Mm-mm.
1: and not that my family has an old new england house but we drive through those towns and we see them but you've loved them ever since. Yes. Why? Okay. Where does that come from?
2: I just love old houses and they probably remind me more of Europe.
1: Mm. Yeah. Okay.
2: I love castles. You guys don't have castles. So yes, at least got some old houses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. We got houses from the 1500s.
2: But yeah, that I love beautiful old New England houses.
1: Do you believe in ghosts?
2: Um, I do and I don't. I have my moments. Okay. I'm excited when we stayed at haunted hotels, so it's like I keep like it's on my mind. I'm open-minded about but it. Yes, like, I'm open-minded. Prove me, prove
1: me one way or you the know other.
2: Our, the place we got married at, which was actually a beautiful old New England inn, yeah, was haunted. So they say. So, they, so say, they say, yeah, you're too drunk to actually see any <laughs> ghosts. But. Yeah,
1: I was seeing double, but I wasn't seeing ghosts.
2: <laughs> I told my mom, my mom was like, why did you just tell me that?
1: <laughs> Anyways, back, back to 90 day, back in Tunisia, Zied's getting ready to travel, to make the trip. And he's talking about how difficult it is. His family's got to see him go. Makes him very sad. I was
2: feeling for him.
1: Well, I was feeling for him and the family oh, yeah. when they go to the airport to see him off. And Ziad's taking selfies and it would just seems super nice to me like, oh, he wants to remember this. Of course. There's a real connection here. There's real love with this family and Ziad wants to remember this moment.
2: He's never even lived without mm. his parents. He's been with his parents his entire life.
1: At least he's moving into a home with another motherly figure.
2: True. Right. Very true. Right. Rebecca.
1: So Ziad boards the plane and he's off.
2: I was gonna say. Remember, at the beginning of the season, we both thought Ziad like lost some weight, looks better. Yeah. He did not lose, anyway. He just, still has his belly, but just haircut. It's the haircut. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god! I was looking at him like, no, no, you still you still have your little belly, but it's the haircut. <laughs> oh my god! He,
3: he
1: does look like a new man, though. He looks like a new looks man. Like
2: glasses and. For some reason, they looked good on him.
1: Those glasses look good on nobody. He's pulling them oh, off. Oh,
2: totally. He's pulling them off. The
1: hair. Well, let's just be fair. He looked, he did not look good before. So it wasn't no. like he went from an eight to a nine. It was
2: the hair. He went from it like was a the hair.
1: four to it an eight. It was the long,
2: oily hair. I was like, what is this? And now he gets his hair cut. I'm like, right. look at the hair.
1: Again, it's suspicious he's doing this before he comes to America. That's all I'm going to say. He's getting ready to go on the prowl.
2: We'll see. We'll find out. All right.
1: There was one more couple who we did not see on this episode, which I'm so happy we didn't see because I'm already sick of this couple is Andrew and Amira. I watch watch enough of Andrew on Instagram. (laughs) He rubs me the wrong way. He's not funny. He thinks he's funny. He thinks he's cooler than he is. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if it's a joke. I don't know if it's some Andy Kaufman-esque thing where he's trying to be weird and he's planning it, but he's weird. He's weird. Yes, yeah. And I'm not vibing it, but I had one thought about this couple. Okay. Assumably, right, Andrew is stuck at this resort in Mexico because America's being detained, right? Their whole plan was to quarantine at that resort in Mexico for two weeks, right? Mm Mm-hmm. How much does that cost and how does this guy have that much money?
2: I don't know, but he was saying that he has a Mercedes and he's been traveling around and he he has several degrees.
1: He showed me on Instagram his Mercedes. He didn't show me. He posted it and I saw he's got a Mercedes and now he's going to spend two weeks at a resort in Mexico.
2: Also during COVID, I'm sure the rates went down.
1: Say it's a discount. It's got to be a few thousand, even at the... Very cheapest, a few thousand dollars. Maybe. Let's imagine it's two hundred a night.
2: I don't think it is. But you didn't COVID. Did you see all oh, like I was like looking because you know we love to travel and I was like I, I had the itch. I'm like, oh I wish we could travel right now because yeah. everything got so cheap. Hotels, flights, everything was so affordable. But so still, affordable.
1: He two weeks. He's paying for his flights. He's paying for Amir's flights. He's paying for the K one visa. Thousands and thousands of dollars. I'm gonna say two
2: thousand dollars for the hotel. No, 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 two thousand dollars for the hotel and the flights. I'm telling you, when COVID okay. hits, yeah. everything the the airlines, the hotel industry. What do you call the industry? Oh. Hospitality. Hospitality. It all crashed. Okay. Now it's picking up again. I think people are just like, you know, fuck it. We're just going to go and travel. But at the beginning, I was just saw, so, I saw all the prices. I was like, we yeah. could have gone to the Maldives for $3,000 both of us the with where? flights. The Maldives. Maldives. Yeah. Okay. It was, it got I mean, so the, Maldiv-
1: the Maldives is the knockoff Maldives. So you probably could <laughs> go there for cheaper. But if you want to go to the real deal.
2: It's called Maldives. Maldives.
1: Maybe we're talking about two different places. No,
2: the beautiful paradise place. Maldives. Maldives.
1: Okay. Yeah. Not Maldives.
2: Maldives. Okay. We're going to Google it. But anyways, right now I checked again because I was curious. The price is picked up again, but it got cheap at one point. I was like, wow.
1: So maybe it's not as expensive, but still I'm like, this guy's paying a lot of money for this whole thing to go down. So very curious to see how this turns out. I hope you can wrap it up in one episode because he just rubs me the wrong way. Here's the thing though, he doesn't rub me the wrong way on the show. It's fine. I'll I'll take your persona on the show. He rubs me the wrong way on social media and maybe that's yeah. my fault for following him.
2: It's because he comments on what's going on and he's like basically saying that he's better than how he's portrayed, which right. is like no you're not better because it is still you. It's maybe the way it's edited, but it is still you. You was, did it. You the, did all those best things. Is
3: like,
1: he says, oh, I'm such a better tennis player than they showed me oh in that intro. God. So then he posts an Instagram story or IGTV of him doing tennis tricks in his living room. <laughs> and it's worse than it was on TV. <laughs> but where I go, oh, is this some elaborate, you know, comedy sketch? He's playing lord's tennis courts or some song so he's put thought into this
2: but i think he's trying to be a little comedian and maybe that's funny. why that's that's why it drops you the wrong way because it's not funny
1: every time he talked hey guys andrew from 90 day just uh, wanted to sing you a song from post malone's new album because everyone says i look like post malone i'm like dude one person said you look like post malone and <laughs> so now you're doing this whole thing it's creepy. It's awesome. when
2: I was a kid, I was at my breathing camp in Greece. <laughs> Long story, guys, but it was basically camp a camp for kids with breathing issues. This is my
1: favorite story. And we're not going to, we can't tell I'm the whole not going to go just-
2: deep, but I basically was told that I looked like Cameron Diaz. Yeah. You and were, everyone called me Cameron. Yeah.
1: You were asthmatic Cameron Diaz.
2: I was, guys, I was also 13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So like, it's not nothing recent. It's a long time ago, but I was like, I was like, oh, I don't look like Cameron, but call me Cameron.
1: Breathing camp Cameron Diaz. Yes. Breathing camp, Diaz. Cameron Diaz with an oxygen tank. Moving on. What a, what a conflict.
2: <laughs> Guys, I'd never had an oxygen tank. He no, just made don't. it up.
1: <laughs> but you were at breathing camp.
2: I was because I had issues with my breathing.
1: And we're so happy you're better. Thank you. We're not even going to get into what you did at camp. It basically did nothing for your breathing and everything for your self-esteem. You were doing talent shows and being, you won Miss Breathing That was camp. the
2: breathing camp in Czech. Right. I'm talking yeah. about the one in Greece.
1: Oh, now you're sounding way too posh for this podcast. Also, also. This posh cast.
2: Well, in Czech, because we have a general healthcare, my parents didn't pay a dime for me going to this three-week all paid breathing camp in Greece. The so it's, so it's insurance paid for it
1: because
2: my doctor recommended it.
1: Clearly, if we're talking about breathing camps, we're at the end of the podcast. We have nothing else to say.
2: I'm
1: out, I'm out of breath. I feel like I have to go to a breathing <laughs> camp. Who would I be? I'd be breathing camp... Uh,
2: Mister. I know, but, but... you would have to sing and dance like I did.
1: No, I'm saying what celebrity? You were breathing camper in Diaz. I, Alejandro, what was his name? On the live, they-
2: Oh, Antonio. I'd be
1: breathing Camp Antonio.
2: Courtney. <laughs> Courtney.
1: <laughs> Anyways, guys, it was a long one. You asked for it. So hope hope you guys are digging. We're back to the long format. I like it. I'm fine with it.
2: I like it too. And plus, you know, now it's in your hands. You want to listen a half an hour every single day. You want to do it all at once. You yeah. want to split it in half. It's all up to you. Literally so-
1: in your hands, smash that pause button.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: smash that pause button.
2: Smash like it's
1: Anyways, thanks for listening, however you do. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. We would love if you could leave a review also. If you've made it two hours and 12 minutes or however long we are into this podcast, I think if you like it, you should leave a review. It would mean a lot to us. It really would.
2: And we will read it on our live. Or I no, mean a podcast on, the,
1: well, on both. If it's good enough, True. we'll read it on both. True. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. Do you have anything else for the people?
2: Oh, as you said, I'm out of breath. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we gotta go to breathing camp. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We will talk to you soon. Uh, bye bye.
2: Bye bye. And happy New Year.
1: Happy
3: New Year.
2: <laughs> bye. <laughs>